This pre-roll ad is brought to you by Empire Wreckers. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Empire Wreckers. If you'd like video content, we're on YouTube and Twitch, where we stream games like our group playthrough of Star Wars The Old Republic. And if you'd really like to support the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon for monthly bonus content. And now, our feature presentation. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Star Wars Empire Wreckers, the Star Wars actual play podcast that is the only one true canonical source for what happens after episode 9. Who's ready to write the future today? Zam Norik is ready to write the future in a little bit. She wasn't able to finish the script in time. Anchovy knows that all that is needed in movies is big explosions, shit crashing into each other, fucking kissy kissies, but no romance. And that is a good movie. Sugnoma has read enough fan fiction to know that if somehow Palpatine can return, so can that tall boy with the nice hair. Oh Hell yeah. <laughs> Everybody lives, nobody dies. <laughs> and Gajit Ru is ready to go back to Tatooine, dig up those lightsabers, and bury them somewhere less shitty. <laughs> And if you're ready to learn the terrible secret of space, why don't you come along with us to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away in Star Wars, The Dead Sleep. One year has passed since the latest defeat of Emperor Palpatine at the hands of Lando Calrissian's civilian armada, an unprecedented unity in the eternal struggle against evil. With no common enemy to fight, the soldiers of the Resistance laid down their weapons and began the process of rebuilding the galaxy in a time of peace. On the hidden world of Odessa, the last of the Resistance continues to aid workers in need and remains vigilant against new dangers lurking in the dark that threaten to unite the galaxy once again. So, uh, it's been a year and change since Big Sheev's nasty nut expired. <laughs> Ew. And your base has been uh, a lot quieter. It's gotten a lot quieter. Uh, without a Star War to fight, most of your soldiers have gone back to their lives. Phasma returned to her homeworld of Parnassus to try to unite the warring tribes of her homeworld. Somehow uh, Phasma has returned. Somehow Phasma has returned. <laughs> Uh, Raynar has been kind of keeping the lights on for CERN shipping. That's uh, kind of the only thing that has been continuing on, really, uh, now that the war is over. There's a larger need for people to get uh, supplies and what have you. However, uh, there has been no new New Republic to fill the gap of the New Republic or the First Order or the Empire or the Old Republic. Seems that after the spectacular failure of every system of galactic government for the past uh, 60 years or so, uh, people have uh, gotten a little... Uh, I guess, resistant to the idea of having a single galactic government. So there's been a lot of uh, small alliances between local systems. Uh, the only major hub of this new post-First Order galaxy is uh, a new space station that has been constructed using the vast wealth of Lando Calrissian and the pirate queen Maz Kanata. Hell yeah. This right station, uh, which has been named Organa Major, uh, orbits the newly created star Solo, which was formerly the site of the First Order Starkiller base. The, uh, due to the nature of its weapon being a thing that creates folds and tears in hyperspace to allow its 
firepower to be visible from anywhere in the galaxy with the planet's destruction, it had the side effect of making that star uh, accessible anywhere in the galaxy at an approximately equal distance. So no matter where you are, you can get there, which has kind of turned it into this major galactic hub and due to the uh, Starkiller base being in the unknown regions. This has also opened up trade with the unknown regions, which hopefully CERN shipping is going to uh, get into. Hopefully you guys are making some inroads. We making money or is that still just going to uh, keeping up the base? Keeping up the base, yeah. So here is a question. Uh, a lot of systems are needing post-war aid. Um, we reject their offer. <laughs> I'm assuming you guys are helping. You may not be, uh, but assuming you guys are doing shipping, uh, how much are you charging them? (laughs) Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) Oh, you piece of shit. (laughs) Or or is this a uh, pro bono situation? I feel like like maybe at least Without a galactic (laughs) government, um, reputation is kind of all people have. Hmm. Because like if they're if they're like very desperate, like we we need to at least have enough money to like physically make the trip without taking a loss. <sighs> Man, I hate not making money. Right? At least gas like, money. <laughs> but I, well, I mean, what if, maybe gas is different prices in like other s- sections of the earth. You know, the like, what is it? What does it cost? What does coaxium cost? What what sort of what sort of uh, margins would we be looking at if we charged people half? Well, if you're just thinking about fuel, now that uh, trade has opened up slightly with the unknown regions, there are new sources of fuel. Uh, particularly, there are inroads being made uh, to open trade relationships with uh, a society called the Chiss Ascendancy, which is the closest thing that the unknown regions have to a ruling government. Um, primarily, you guys would have learned in the past year, Bornaren Trading are the guys who are making most of that headway. Mm. So uh, they might have access to new fuel supplies, alternate fuel supplies. So maybe it would, uh, it would behoove us to be doing trips at a loss if it helped us to get some of that, uh, some of those Chiss contacts. That sounds reasonable. If we can make ourselves look, uh, 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 charitable... While still, you know, making a little bit on the side, that would be ideal. Like, if it's a trip that where it's like, okay, if we do this, this is going to be very good for, like, overall relations, or if this is going to lead to, like, a contract, I would say let's do it for free, just to make a good impression. Like, for smaller, like, pe- like if it's in the... I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be charging like struggling people full price if they're part of this. But if they're just individuals, but like we do need to make like some money or at least be able to pay for operations. Yeah, these are like planetary governments that are needing large shipments of resources for infrastructure. Okay, so we're not really dealing with like individuals. No. Um, if we're dealing on a planetary scale, should we do it for free? I feel like that's probably good for like future business relations, at least at the beginning, while things are getting rebuilt. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll start charging them later when they got their feet under them a little bit more. The first taste of salvation is free. Yeah. Oh, God. We'll say we're doing it for exposure. God, you can die of that. <laughs> so how much money are we losing? So uh, you're able to, with your other contracts, able to kind of keep the lights on and keep the ships fueled, but it has eaten significantly into your personal wealth. So... Uh, 
since you're doing this for free, you will have lost uh, 75% of your combined personal wealth. No. Mm. 75%, eh? I'm never going to financially recover from this. Yeah, it's going to cost over $6 million. <laughs> Yeah, so all altogether, uh, you have two million seventy-two thousand six hundred, and we'll say twenty credits left. Okay, do we just want to divide that four ways? Yeah, let's just divide that four ways. Okay, so everyone's gonna have five hundred and eighteen thousand one hundred fifty-four credits. God, now I know what Elon Musk feels like. <laughs> you can't take a single credit from me. Yep, we just sell off the stocks right before we go. Oh, didn't get a single take credit taken away from you. You got millions of credits taken away from you. There's going to be a recall on that uh, on some of the ships that we sold. So we have to up our stock quickly. Yeah. We're no longer millionaires. You you do have a Star Destroyer. That's true. That's helpful. Should we pawn it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you do have, uh, thanks to Sug, a TIE fighter that has a prototype stealth generator in it. Ooh. That's right. Ooh, that is true. So during this time, would you have, now your Vermilion Vulture has been kind of customized and decked out, uh, would you have done modifications to install this cloaking device in your ship? It will take four hard points to do this. Or would it would it be better instead of installing this on our ship? Uh, you said as a prototype, would we be able to like uh, see if this is something that we could replicate and, you know start making a profit on? Um, that would be a mechanics check. How much of one? This would probably be a uh, three purple mechanics check. Three success, three advantage, one dark side that I won't use. All right. So uh, you guys over the, the last year, you may have taken out this uh, cloaking device to try and tinker with it to see what you can find, to see if it's replicatable. And as you guys uh, pop this thing open... Um, you can see that uh, the device is fairly complex uh, to power uh, a cloaking device of the size of a starfighter. It's not too much of a power draw, but there is something inside which is not replicatable. Sug, you, you may be in the repair bay when this is happening. You may hear when Gajit pops off the external casing, this kind of like ringing sound. And if you go over to investigate, you would see inside there is a large, like, fist-sized, glassy crystal inside. And when Gjit pops this thing off, it rattles the, the casing of this device. And you specifically can see there's, like, a little flash. And as she's doing this, a shard of it drops off. Not enough to damage the cloaking device, but enough for you to potentially use in some other kind of device. Ah. Super knife. I was going to say two tiny lightsabers. (laughs) Two tiny lightsabers. That was my plan. Yes, I do like the idea of dual wielding like dagger sabers. In your in your uh, investigations of this Gajit, you can see that like the actual components, other than this crystal, are pretty easy to replicate. Uh, but you would need to find a supply of these crystals in order to actually make more of these cloaking devices. Do I know where I'd get them? Yeah, you know that these crystals are, they grow in these nearly like invisible glassy formations on a handful of outer rim worlds, typically found at the peaks of mountains. We've got a ship. 
Yeah. We can Any get to specific tops of mountains. Yeah, you may you may be able to dispatch some of your uh, CERN shipping crew to harvest some more of these crystals. Oh, nice. Hell yeah, let's make some things that we can sell to people who want to do war crimes. Yeah. That's how we rebuild our fortunes. By creating the, en- the enemy we'll have to fight later? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how America does it. It's the Tony Stark method. So you've had you've had uh, the opportunity to maybe start looking for those a little bit. Uh, continue. It's been it's been pretty quiet, all things considered. You don't get a lot of visitors, which is why about about a year out from uh, the Battle of Exegol, it is a little uh, unexpected when uh, a ship does approach your base that is not one of your regular shipping vessels. Oh, do we do we recognize it? You recognize the type. It's a YT-1300. It's the same as yours. And it's kind of covered in this new shiny white plating. Uh, It seems like it's either new off the line or it's been refurbished. And on the, uh, you can see painted on the underside on the dish section of it, there is a uh, Republic or Rebellion Starbird logo in bright blue. And uh, you can hear over the comms, uh, Millennium Falcon requesting permission to land. Uh, permission granted. Stinky? Is that, is, is that Ray? The ship touches down and the landing ramp uh, pops open. And you it is Stinky Winky. Ray hey. uh, steps out of the ship along with her friend Finn, who you've met before. And two other individuals, a uh, a falling guy in his early 20s and uh, a human woman with short red hair, looks like in her late 20s, early 30s. I'll go out to greet them. Ray, hey, it's guys. been a while. Yes, we've been uh, quite busy. Um, it's good to see you all again. These are my... Uh, well, I guess you would call them apprentices now. You know Finn uh, and this, and she points to the falling. She said, this is uh, Than Mithric, and uh, sh- this is Errol Besa. We've uh, come because the uh, hidden Jedi of this planet have uh, agreed to show my students how to construct their lightsabers. It's time for them to do it. Oh, um. That's handy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh. That shouldn't be a, a problem. Did you need someone to guide you out there? No, we have we have the directions. We're going to meet um, Hedonis Valkyrie, I think her name is. She's going to show us there's a, some sort of ancient forge in the woods that we're going to use. Uh, okay, I don't think that'll be a problem here. Is there anything that you need from us while you're on pl- on the planet? Well, um, if you have any techs that could refuel the Falcon, that would be helpful. We've been doing some uh, cross-galactic meditation and retreats and things, some last training before they're ready for their, you know... Taxi build at the trials and what have you. It's we've, I've kind of just been making it up as I go along. Mm. <laughs> Same here. Why are you following the sacred texts? That's just what uh, being an adult is. <laughs> I'm an adult now. And uh, the woman, Errol, she says, uh, "Excuse me, Master Skywalker, are these uh, going? Are these people going to be building their lightsabers as well? I can feel the force in them." Wait, what? They just call you Skywalker? <laughs> oh yes, that's uh I'm Ray Skywalker now. They uh uh they kind of adopted me. Um <laughs> yes, they did. Sure. For our case for our case in this game, yes, they totally did. In real life no cheap. <laughs> they fucking didn't. But well, in <laughs> real life, yes, they did. Congratulations, Ray Skywalker. That is a wonderful name. You have no reason to believe otherwise. <laughs> is this like a single white female kind of thing? <laughs> She's going to start, like, dyeing her hair like a Dorothy Hamill kind of, like, bulk. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, she I is trying. She is trying. She is trying bangs out for the first time. It's uh. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine that works as a look. <laughs> I don't think bangs would work for her. <laughs> uh, when when the other one mentions uh, you guys, just like, oh yeah, I guess that's right. Like, uh, did you did you guys want to go out there? I don't know where you're like at with your whole your whole thing because you guys you guys got that thing going on, right? Souls. Yes, souls. Okay, we don't all have one. <laughs> Did you want to do something with that soul? I'm, I'm, I'm like not really a f- hand-to-hand combat kind of person. And uh, Errol, she seems pretty gregarious. She says, "Oh, don't worry, neither am I. Uh, I'm I'm more of a mechanic, so I'm just gonna uh, build a multi-tool. It's just gonna be easy to weld and cut with one of those things, you know." Oh, that sounds great. I'll stick with you. <laughs> and uh, Than Mithric, the uh, the falling, he says, yeah, I'm just uh, sticking with a classic blue-bladed lightsaber. Uh, I love the heft of it in my hand, you know, the big shaft and everything. Do you get to choose the color? Also gross. Yeah, apparently once you're in tune with the crystal, uh, the color just kind of like appears. Hey, Finn, you've been pretty quiet. What kind of, what are you going to build? And Finn's like, huh? What? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know, like a, I think like a, like a cross guard saber. <laughs> That's the coolest one you can think of, huh? I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I've actually been in a lightsaber fight and those things can be pretty dangerous. No shit. Man, you got some cool customers here, huh? Yes, my apprentices are, they're, they're pretty, pretty good. The rest of them, they're, you know, children, so we don't want to do too much violence. But the older ones, they've, they've shown significant progress. It's fine. I mean, I, I feel like uh, our, uh, our group could, would maybe be interesting coming out. If nothing else, it'd be good to check up on the, the Jedi out there. Yeah, so will you be coming? Is that allowed? Yes, I was just, I was, I was just wondering if you had, you know, popped. I... <laughs> Did I say I... freezing? What exactly do you mean by that, Ray? Well, you know, last time I saw you all, you were kind of, you know, the only one who wasn't, you know. (sighs) Spell it out for me. Tell me what you're saying. Has your flower bloomed yet? (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about sex? (laughs) Ray, sweetie, I'm I'm 45 years old. I kind of feel like if it was going to happen, it would have at this point. (laughs) Well, you can, I guess you can come along. I mean, there's no harm in it. I can stay here if you really want me to. No, no, no come. Harm. It'll be fun. Oh, I, I feel like it's gonna be. I, I want you to come a... with us on the trip. <laughs> Why did you add that? <laughs> because because the other guy was saying the weird stuff earlier, and I didn't want to get misconstrued like his weird shit about his hefty lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, I get that vibe. <laughs> Whoa. I, yeah, sure, I'll come along. I, I've been, just can't wait to feel a hefty shaft in my head. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come for educational purposes. So you can join them as they uh, grab their overnight bags from uh, the ship and head out into the woods. It's not a very long trek. It's a couple of hours, and you have uh, some time to to get to know uh, Ray's new apprentices. You've met Finn. Uh, he he seems to like uh, try to insert himself into the conversation whenever Ray's talking to somebody who's not him. Her other her other apprentices are, are more fine with 
just, you know, hanging out and hanging back. And Errol, she she's asking you guys, so what kind of lightsabers do you think you're going to build? I like the idea of lag, uh, daggers, as long as I can still use them for, like, defensive deflection and stuff like that. I'm kind of just wondering how a lightsaber shield would work. Because I'm very... Is it like a cross guard except with something behind it? Because there are, like, laser shields that exist. Like, the Mandalorians use laser shields. And I think there was a character, uh, Dirge, in the Clone Wars used one where it was just, like, a disc of energy. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a physical shield that, like, if you imagine, like, say, Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where... Each of the bands, like those banded grooves, would have like a thin like lightsaber section in it. So it's actually like between the metal. Rad. So you could use it either as a razor or uh, defensively where it's like it is that same disc, but it is sheathed by metal. So you don't accidentally uh, cut yourself. Multi-tool. Ah, that thing. Oh. Are you just going to copy what the other girl said? Yes. <laughs> And she and she pulls this like heavy like hydra spanner off her belt, and she says, "This thing's been real useful. Like the the times I've had to fight, this thing's been super useful. And it'd be good to make something a little more, you know, in line with this whole force thing." Yeah, I just uh, I guess if worse comes to worse, I could try and stab someone with it. I might actually uh, stab myself. Yeah, I took it out of Gamorian's eye with this thing a couple of weeks back. Cool. I got kicked by a robot once. Wait, aren't you guys out of school? What have you been doing where you have to take out Gamorrean's eyes? (laughs) What have you guys been up to? Jedi have to protect people, you know? So sometimes we have to go and uh, deal with uh, the undesirables. There's a lot of people trying to take advantage after the end of the war. And without a republic around to uh, keep people in line, it's kind of been, you know, we've been trying. Oh, so you guys like mercenaries now? Well, we're not mercenaries. I mean, we don't do it for money. And we don't, uh, like, hurt people if we can avoid it. We don't, <laughs> we don't make money. We just kill people, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you're, if you're, it's no shame in taking a bit of money for that if you're, if you're doing good things. If you're good at doing something, never do it for cheap. Yeah. And Than, he's, he pipes up and he says, that's what I've been saying, but they keep telling me that a good deed is its own reward, so. That person yeah. lied to you. <laughs> And I kind of feel like a good meal is its own reward if you're, you know, you might as well get something out of the deed. Not to say you shouldn't do things for free out of the goodness of your hearts. Just, you know, you got to be able to eat, too. You guys are eating, right? <laughs> yeah, we're what eating. Is eat? I mean, I'm like, a, I only need to eat like uh, once every four weeks, but. What? It's like lizard guys are you, yeah. you don't know the beauty of eating every day, all day, especially when you're bored and depressed. Look, I wouldn't be able to keep up this sick bod if I was eaten every day. And he lifts up his robes and you can see his eight pack. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I don't think he's heard about second breakfast, Ant. <laughs> I was like to imagine Ant, Ant saying that like while shoving a Mars bar in his mouth, just like, <laughs> you don't know the joy of eating constantly. <laughs> he's accumulating day, mass. Day, Thank especially you. when you're bored. Ant, Ant you're not the same when you're hungry. Grab a Snickers. <laughs> So as you guys discuss uh, dietary plans and uh, potential uh, mercenary activities, uh, you reach this cave that is carved into a ravine along this narrow rocky path, and waiting for you is uh, this middle-aged woman, Hedonis Valkyrie, who has been teaching Gajit a thing or two about a thing or two about uh, new mechanical tricks, but it seems now uh, she is leading you in uh, something else altogether, and she welcomes you in, and she says, the Forge of Odessan has been used by Jedi since ancient times to create 
unique and powerful weapons in the fight against evil. Of course, the Jedi always hope that weapons are not required to be used, but that doesn't ever seem to be the case. So you have come, your master has informed me that each of you is ready to take the next step on your journey to becoming a full Jedi Knight, or whatever you're calling yourselves these days. Um, do we need to rename it? Skywalkers? Skywalkers! Luke's Skywalkers You should know that the creation of a Jedi's weapon has nothing to do with their ability to handle a Hydra Spanner, but more to do with their ability to handle themselves and their own abilities. Thus, the creation of your lightsabers will not be determined by your aptitude with mechanics, but by connecting with that which you hold most dear within yourself. I hold mechanics most dear within myself. Well, then you can do that. Basically, (laughs) uh, your crafting role to create your lightsaber uh, will be based on whatever skill you choose to use, as long as it's not a combat skill. All right, so so what am I rolling against? So, uh, what kind of lightsabers are you going to build? Because different types uh, have different uh, complexities in building them. Um, a sh- like a shield sounds sounds fun. Maybe like a um, uh, Captain America type shield, just co- just so it doesn't like break easily. Okay. So uh, that would be a defensive lightsaber hilt, uh, yes. and that is a three purple crafting check. Uh, one failure, two advantage, three light side, which I will use to make, uh, what's, what's better, like, uh, an extra, uh, success or an extra advantage? In this case, uh, success reduces the amount of time it takes. Advantage allows you to do more things with the crafting rule. I kind of want to do more things. Well, you'd have to at least get a success though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, two, yeah. two of them make a success. Another one makes an advantage. So there's a bunch of things you can spend on it. For three advantage, you could either, there's personalized design, add an automatic to success on checks. Others who are using it automatically add a threat. Customizable if you want to increase the number of hard points to add more things to it. I don't know if a cross guard on a shield would work, but you could add a cross guard. (laughs) Disguised for two advantage, add blacks to checks to identify it as a lightsaber. Lightweight to reduce the encumbrance by one. So if you want to, if you want to just make it look like a regular shield uh, without to make it harder to identify as a lightsaber, uh, you could do that and combine it with lightweight to make it a a very lightweight disguised shield. So probably either like those two, or customizable or personalized design. I feel like I feel like personalized design is the most anchovy. So I'm gonna go for that one. Okay. What about everyone else? Wait, do I do a roll first? Uh, yep, so what kind of, you're building the tool? Yeah, the precision? Yeah, so Gajit, uh, that would be a precision lightsaber hilt. Two purple? Yeah, two purple. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, one success, one advantage, one light side. So one success, two advantage? Yep. I mean, disguised might also be good so that I can, like, smuggle it in as a tool and people won't see it as a lightsaber. I think I'm going to go with two uh, dagger ones there, with or without, um... So you only have the pros and cons of having like a. You only have one crystal at the moment. Oh, you good point. Yeah, Um, you can split it. Cut it. (laughs) Can you like get a chisel and just like? It has happened. That is the uh, that that's what happened in the Jedi Fallen Order. Uh Ah. But in this case, uh, probably the way to do that would be uh, to build it as a double-bladed lightsaber, and then you can just split it apart, and it's treated narratively as that. Is, is it like a fucking uh, 
Daredevil Billy Club? Yeah, exactly. That's rad. I love it. <laughs> right, so uh, that to build this uh, double-bladed detachable uh, saber Billy Club uh, is going to be a three purple crafting check. Three success, three advantage. Nice. Nice. So with those three advantages, you have the same options as Ant. You can reduce the encumbrance. You can uh, disguise it as something else. You can, this one, it might actually be helpful to add a cross guard. If you do, if you add a cross guard, that would act as like the psi element if you want that. Yes. Okay. What, what in-game benefit would that have? If an enemy gets a despair or three threats, you can disarm them with it. Sweet, okay. Sug, uh, you are the first to finish your weapon. You come out of this, I guess, trance where you're, uh, you let your delicate assassin's fingers do the work without even thinking about it. And you can open your eyes and pick your lightsaber up from the forging bench and you can press the button on it. And at first you may think it didn't work because it emits this silent, dim blade from uh, the ends of your detachable uh, saber, your double-bladed detachable little dagger saber. Uh, what colors are these blades? Like a dark green? Like a forest green? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm green. So you can uh, turn on the lightsaber and this, this dark green blade uh, doesn't illuminate around you, but it's just this like solid shaft of cutting light. If you like tap it on the edge of the bench, you can see that it, it, it slices as expected. And Hodonis, Valkyrie, and, and, and Ray, they kind of look on and Ray kind of does a little clap for you. Sweet. I'll do a little clap, a little golf clap. And uh, next to finish is Errol Besa. Uh, she comes out of her trance and her heavy hydro spanner. She flicks the button on it and this uh, thin blue beam of light uh, emits from it with a snap hiss and a buzz. And next is uh, Gajit and Ant. You finish at about the same time. Ant, uh yours a whereas Gajit is like the practiced uh tools of a mechanic and yours is like uh if you imagine like a dwarf forging in the underground just smashing this fucking <laughs> these clangings with this hammer this shield this disc-shaped oh, lightsaber shield you can turn these on and uh what colors are they i don't know man i'm thinking pink I'm comfortable enough with my identity yeah. to like, go out all pink. All right, so you can uh, flip on uh, the switch of your of this disc shaped shield and emanating outwards from the center. Is there a, is there a design painted on the shield? Did I ever say what team I was on? I wonder if I could be like the. Yeah, uh, I don't think you did. Screw it. I, I, we'll we'll be the fire turtles, and it'll just be a big picture of Bowser. <laughs> team Pride, y'all emanating out from the mouth of the fire turtle, this this pink, harsh line burning, spiraling out uh, to the edge of your shield where it creates this razor-cutting edge along the edge of the disc. I'm for this. And, Khajiit, you can uh, flip the switch on your disguised tool and a uh, precise blade of what color comes out? Teal! Oh. And last is Than Mithric, who ignites his uh, classic blue lightsaber followed by Finn who pops out a uh, a green cross guard saber of his own. Very cool. Very good. Very cool. Golf claps for everyone. Golf claps we did for it, everyone. y'all. So when are you going to get a soul? What, me? Yeah. 
Why does everyone keep asking that? What do I need a soul? Listen, my powers will come in, bef- like, after puberty, okay? <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys had lives and abilities before you got these powers. I don't think you should really be putting all your stock in them. Or ignoring the abilities you had before, just because, like, oh, now you can touch the force. Not, not for nothing, but I can jump far. It you can jump rules. far before, Ant. Yeah, but consider I can jump your Consider your farther. abilities, Aunt Chovy's abilities, the abilities that you had long before you ever had a soul. If it makes I you feel better, I have the force well. and also can't jump. White Chatter fans can't jump. Why would that make me feel better? <laughs> you don't make me feel better if y'all start, stop harping on me about how I need to get a soul. I feel like it'd be a bad thing if you had a soul. Can't rush it. Well, now I'm just conflicted. Now I want to get a soul just to spite you. You can't t- You can't be conflicted, though. You don't have a soul yet. If you have a soul, you'll be conflicted a lot more. Just look at Ray, just like, you hearing this shit? You hearing this shit? This shit, are you hearing it? Yes, I, I'm hearing it, and I believe you would be quite a formidable opponent if you were to uh, bloom, as it were. Ugh. I'll look at the other Jedi Master. Are you hearing this shit? Ray's no help. I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I was retired. But with your uh, new weapons, it's been uh, about, like, you can go out, and it was day when you got there, and it's the middle of the night now. It's been about 12 hours you guys have been in in deep meditation building these things. Uh, so you can camp out for the evening and return back to your base the next morning. And when you arrive, uh, Raynar is uh, already there. He's waiting for you guys, and he says, "Hey, hey, um, yeah. How how did how did that go out there? I mean, they got their sabers. That's good. Um, so one of our couriers called. Is his fridge running? <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. What's wrong? Oh, oh, nothing's nothing's wrong. It's actually it might be a uh, a." kind of a business opportunity oh i do like the sound of that go on but uh but we may have to hurry if we want to if we want to get in on it quick like how how hurried like you'll tell us on the way there well here i'll uh i'll let her tell you if you guys want to come i've got her on the line okay yeah let's go talk to her so uh you guys can go to your your command center and you can see a uh, flickery blue hologram of uh of ravi taro the quote-unquote courier Oh, Ravi. Why did you just mention it was Ravi? Well, it was mixed company. I wasn't sure if they, I mean, it's not like the work she's doing for us is totally legal. I, it doesn't matter. Ravi, what's going on? Hey, yeah, it's been a while. Um, so, you know how uh, Heath and I, we've been doing some courier work for you guys? Yeah, she, does I, the, I, she air quotes. Yeah, you guys been staying safe? Yeah, yeah, I mean, thanks for uh, bringing us in after... <laughs> I mean, without a republic, it's kind of hard to uh, make a case for uh, Heath's uh, coordinates without any kind of backing whatsoever. It's not like we're going to go up against the corporate sector on our own. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to. Uh... Shame you couldn't put in a word with uh, the general for us. Oh, she died. I'm sorry. I know, I know. It's just... <laughs> no, just I know, I know. Well, we appreciate the work. We've been, stick- we've been sticking to the unknown region, sticking to the outer rim. Uh, which is kind of what we uh, are calling you. But we're on uh, Organa Major right now on the station. And uh, we overheard some guys talking. Talking, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you know how Born Aaron's been uh, trying to make good with the Chiss? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, uh, we heard uh, some Bornaren guys talking in one of the cantinas here that apparently a Chiss shipment went dark using some of the maps provided by Bornaren. Hmm. Really? A Chiss yeah. ship did? Yeah. So they are maybe not going to be feeling too good towards Bornaren right now. Right, and I'm thinking if somebody else were to maybe swoop in and rescue their cargo. And you guys have all those same Bornaren routes, don't you? Well, I don't think we want to be using the Bornaren map. See, uh, this Chiss ship, apparently it went down in the Delonbian sector, which is, uh, well, long story short, that's where Cernpidal used to be. So sounds like there's a lot of planetary debris that wasn't on Bornaren's maps. Wait, which one was Cernpidal? That was the one that the moon crashed into. Right. Oh. Oh. Apparently, uh, the ship went dark near the planet called Belkadan. Okay. So if you guys want to head there, see what's what, rescue that cargo, maybe the crew too, if they're still alive. I don't know what happened. Um, they were saying they hit like some asteroids or something, probably that planetary debris. But uh, if there's anything salvageable, we can get that back up and running, finish the job, maybe get in good with the Chiss. Oh, I love this. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Hell yeah, let's load up. So uh, based on what we overheard, uh, they were... Apparently shuttling some uh, some of the chists, they have their own kind of hyperfuel. Uh, they were taking that out to uh, Telos for the Citadel station. So if you guys, uh, I think you probably might be able to find it. Uh, this hyperfuel apparently has a big tachyon buildup if you leave it for too long. So you may be able to scan for it once you get there. Okay, just once we get in the general region. I'm sure yeah, we can... Hopefully that leads you right to it. Sure we can rig that up. Me saying nothing because I have never heard of the word tachyon before. <laughs> Well, uh, well, thanks for thanks for bringing us to uh, this to us, Robbie. We're gonna get those tachyons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we are sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I I didn't lose any strain, but I recovered it definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good job. we are gonna get those tachyons. Yeah, so uh, this ship apparently was a bulk cruiser, so uh, pretty pretty big. You guys still have some of those hanging around, right? Uh, big cruisers, probably. Do we know what the size of the crew was that got, went missing out there? Comparable to a balloon freighter, I think. And that can you can run one of those with like two guys if you try hard enough. I've touched balloon before. Why? Just He's an awkward. Just stroked a whale's mouth. He's a dude. Dude, uh, it's a thing in a towel. Why would you not touch it? Yeah, he's a stick, uh, though. <laughs> <laughs> would, would would I know for, like, a Belene freighter? Like, she said you could run it with as little as two people. Do we know what, like, maximum capacity would be? Um, you would remember you've actually been on a Belene-class freighter. Uh, you may have some in your employ, but you've definitely been on one before. You were on the Aravana, which at the time was captained by Han Solo and his first mate, Chewbacca. Oh, that was that big oh, thing. Right. That's the Raptors on it. So, so what would be like maximum crew? Uh, six crew. So it's largely automated. Like it's mostly mm. it's mostly cargo. The ship doesn't actually need that many people. Okay. Okay. So should we be taking a bigger ship than the Vulture out there, just in case we do have to be like transferring the cargo onto something else? If we can take that ship with us, yeah, like is that big, tow it? That would be big enough to dock yeah. the Vulture on too, right? Yeah, the uh, something like a Baleen heavy freighter, a heavy freighter would be able to fit the Vulture inside its hangar bay. Do you think the yeah. Chiss would like us bringing a fucking Star Destroyer? 
1,000%. We are here to help that, you. That might give the wrong message, yes. <laughs> if we take the vulture... God damn it, sorry, I accidentally touched a button. <laughs> if we take the vulture and the freighter is operable, we can take it back with us with the vulture on board. That's true. That's good. Or like we can at least see if we can like get the sh- their ship up and running to help evacuate them. Yeah. So it's probably okay to take the vulture. And then call in a bigger one if you need it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's okay. It's always a bigger ship. It's always a bigger ship. That should be that should be okay. And she told us the region that they were in. We can scan for the tachyon buildup. And yeah, I think we have the information we need. Uh, well, okay. Um, Ravi and uh, Heath, you guys, are you in the area? Did you want to meet us for this? Or are you uh, in the middle of something else? Uh, well, we're uh, on Organa Major. We've got some uh, cargo of our own that we were running. Oh, that's okay. We can handle it. You take care of your cargo. We will. We're feeding them and everything. It's cool. Wait, what What are you transporting right now? Uh, I've got a crate full of Gizka, and they are multiplying at an astonishing rate. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, you should You should get moving on those. <laughs> Question. What is... Nope, I'm not going to ask what Gizka are. The noble Gizka is... <laughs> Are we are we are we good? Are we ready to to head out? Yeah. Uh, you can load up on the Vermilion Vulture and head to the Delonbian sector near the planet Belkadan. Now, since there might be planetary debris in the area, that will add a black, and uh, the astrogation check to get there will be three purple, unless you want to uh, use the Organa Major shortcut. Uh, since it is equidistant to every planet in the galaxy through hyperspace, using Organa Major as a shortcut will reduce it to two purple, but will automatically add two threats, uh, which w- will uh, might slow you down because it is such a popular uh, hub now that any traffic that does go through there does have to wait around a little bit. Mm, I'll just try the three purple. Anyways, two success, one advantage. <laughs> successful advantage. All right, so you can uh, pop out of hyperspace above the planet Belkadan, avoiding any planetary debris. Uh, Since you got that advantage, um, you can see that there isn't actually any planetary debris in the system. It seems to be pretty clear, so you won't have to worry about that. And uh, as well, you want to scan, I guess? Yeah. Scan for tachyons. Scan scan for tachyons, like you're on some kind of Star Trek. Because, <laughs> like, Belkadan, that was that was the one that was next to the system with CERN Pyle, right? It's in right? the same sector, yeah. It's in the same sector, but it's, like, far enough away that it makes sense for there to not be debris, or is that weird? Well, the it seems that whatever uh, was knocking these guys out, this Chiss ship, was planetary <laughs> debris from there. Oh, okay. So they may have been able to limp to Belkadan. It may have been like they got hit by a rogue asteroid storm that just kept on going. It's hard to say. Maybe the asteroids hit the planet too. You don't have that information yet. Let's scan. So this is going to be a standard scan. Um, It'll start as two purple. Going to also add a black because depending on what state the car goes in, it may be weak readings. It may, there may be other stuff going on. Three success, one advantage. All right. So you can, you can triangulate. Uh, there is a cluster of tachyons coming from uh, an area of the surface of Belkadan. It's a pretty green, lush, forested planet. Um, so it's not like when they crashed, if there are any survivors, they probably won't have uh, any difficulty um, finding food and stuff. So since you got that advantage, you can see that fairly uh, far away, not like on the opposite side of the planet, but you know, far enough away, there are also some outgoing signals from the planet. Can we tap into them? 
if they're like radio or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you want to slice into that, uh, you can, or if you want to just listen, you could probably use that. Um, if you're listening in, it seems to be a sort of repeating rotation of different types of signals. Some of them of, some of them are like radio, some of them are laser, some of them are lidar, some of them just all these like different like cycling through. It almost sounds like if you're flipping through a radio for like a split second, different types of white noise. Like, like, are the is it outgoing signal that's like flipping to different types of? It's just random signals, though. Like, it's not like a distress signal or. If you want to interpret these signals, that'll be a computer's to decrypt them. I shall. All right, so uh, that'll be. This ought to be a one purple. Two success, one advantage, one triumph. So Ooh. you can tell that uh, this signal is seemingly designed for decryption. Uh, it's designed to be very easy for somebody to take these signals and interpret them into information. And what you can get from these signals is that no matter what form the signal takes, no matter what type of uh, wave or thing they're using, the content of the message is the same. And it's hollow net footage, it is video footage, it is pictures, it is sounds, it is uh, basically a collection of information seemingly showing the galaxy, like the people of the galaxy, the societies of the galaxy. There are even coordinates inlaid of the galaxy itself. Oh, so is this like a uh, communicate with, with aliens thing? It does, it does seem to be like a Voyager golden disc situation. Hmm. Mormons? Did you just say Mormons? Is there, <laughs> is there pictures disc. of naked people on it? There are pictures of naked people of various species. Nice. There, There nice. is a little bit of like information about how species in this galaxy reproduce. Educational videos. Nice. Very educational. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, that means that's probably just like an automated thing that's going out. Well, that's the thing. Um, since you got that triumph, uh, scanning the source, it seems that it's not automated. Like if you look oh. for the source of where these are coming from, it's actually a building that has uh, some several large transmission dishes on it. And it looks like a almost like a scientific compound. Because hey. like we, we got this. We also got like where the tachyon surges reading, right? Yeah, it's they're they're far enough away from each other that mm. one is not caused by, or at least it's not like the this chis ship set up this compound. Yeah, but like if the chis ship crashed down there, they might have just tried to go for the compound if they were also getting or picking up the same readings. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you want to go for the tachyons first or go for the compound first? We we, we promised our boys to that we would get those tachyons. Okay, we got one for tachyons. <laughs> Maybe tachyons. I feel like if this has just been broadcasting, like it'll be the tachyons <laughs> first, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do a, a drive by and see if it looks like there's anyone there, and if we don't see anyone, then maybe go to the complex. I'll pull out my nine. <laughs> so you can head towards the uh, location that you were getting the tachyon readings, and as you dive the vulture into the atmosphere of the planet Belkadan, you can see as you approach the location of the readings, yeah, there definitely is a ship that crashed here. Uh, a large swath of forest has been cleared where this thing seemingly impacted the planet and then skidded, kicking up dirt and trees in its wake. There are a lot of cargo containers 
scattered around behind the hulk of this. You assume it's a cargo ship. It's not of a design you've ever seen before. Not that you're uh, familiar with what Chiss ships look like. There don't seem to be any lights on on this ship, though. The engines are black. The engines are dark. Uh, and there are several, uh, like, coral-like asteroids embedded into the hull of this thing where it was hit by the planetary debris. Do you say coral-like? Yeah, they have a coral-like texture. Out of, uh, out of curiosity. Because <laughs> we did encounter those ships that look like coral. Yeah. When uh, we were... Who was it that we were with for that? That was when we were helping... um That Bothan. That Bothan boy. Do these look uh, at all similar to that? Oh, uh, yeah, there are some similarities. They're a little similar, a little similar. Yeah, it does look a little similar. Is there a sign of any people still around the ship, or does it look kind of deserted? Um, it doesn't look like there's anybody, like, outside the ship. Like, nobody has, uh, nobody's, like, at the cargo containers getting supplies or anything. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do we want to touch down and check inside, or, uh, just go to the complex? Let's go to the complex. Yeah. <laughs> Just try to fly low on the path between this wreckage and the complex. Maybe we'll spot them on the way if they're still going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can uh, you can fly low. Uh, if you want to scan, do you want to scan for, I guess, life forms on the way? Yeah. Uh, so that'll be uh, two purple computers. Can add a black because this is a pretty lush planet, so life forms aren't going to be uncommon, probably. Can we narrow down what kind of life forms? It depends on your role. Uh-huh. Well, three advantage. Uh, yeah, you can scan. There is life here. Uh, I can't tell what it is, though. Can we tell the general size? Mm. Is there anything around the size of a person? Uh, it doesn't, there's nothing that would necessarily suggest, like, a group of people. Oh, okay. I, 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 I do hope that we do, uh, break the prime directive here. Start interfering. But you can uh, approach uh, this compound. It is a walled sort of compound with these slight gray buildings that look like um, pre-Clone Wars Republic prefab with gantries and walkways and uh, no no turrets. The defensive, any defenses on this planet seem to be completely defensive in nature, so nothing turns to shoot you down. Um, there is some space on the landing pad if you just want to set down or if you want to announce yourselves ahead of time. We could maybe announce ourselves ahead of time. Ladies and gentlemen, Sadnoma <laughs> of the planet Jar. The Wreckers. The Weekend. the Wreckers. I, I don't know, let's at least announce ourselves so we don't seem like uh, totally hostile before we touch down. Or just like, hey, requesting permission to land. Let's honk the horn. You can uh, ha- hail them, I guess? Are you hailing them? Yeah, let's hail them. On screen. So you can uh, hail them, and this uh, human woman, about uh, 30 years old, pops up on the screen, and she says, uh, Yeah, this is Danny Quee, Excal 4. How can I help? Uh, this is the Vermilion Vulture requesting permission to land. Uh, yeah, why? <laughs> uh, we're, we're here investigating a crashed ship. We want to see if the, the survivors might have made their way over to you. Uh, we haven't had any. Um, a crashed ship? You say? Yeah, can we uh, touch down? Maybe we can talk about that a little bit more closely. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, you can just, there should be some space on the pad you can set down anywhere. Man, she's awful trusting. (laughs) Not that we shouldn't be trusted, but still, just like, ah, yeah, set down anywhere. Let's just set down anywhere, I guess. So you can, you can set down on the pad, and, uh, when you, when you touch down, you can see, uh, the same woman, this blonde woman in work science, uh, coveralls comes out, her and, uh, a, a group of other people of various, uh, species coming out, uh, holding out hand blasters. Oh, that's a little more like it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, now I now I get it. We were the ones who were too trusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're just playing it safe, right? <laughs> and and she shouts at the ship. You want to come out of there? You want to put your weapons down? Uh, looks like you're more heavily armed than we are. Look, I'm gonna come out with my hands up. When you see me, I'm gonna take it as a sign of good faith if you lower those guns before the rest of my crew exits. We'll see what happens when you come out. I'll go out with my hands raised. I don't have anything. So you can you can go out, and she kind of approaches the ship, leaving the rest of her group behind. And you can see that they are all uh, wearing uh, the same logo uh, on their coveralls. It's like, it looks like a stylized sort of basic interpretation of a satellite dish uh, surrounded by uh, some stars inside the dish. And she says, uh, so uh, what brings you here? Captain? Uh, it's, uh, Captain Norick. We are here on a rescue operation. There was a, uh, cargo ship that was coming through the area, and it crashed some w- a little bit of ways from here. And, uh, you're the closest sign of civilization. We figured they'd probably be heading over to you. We haven't seen anybody, and she kind of looks back at, uh, her group, and she says, but, uh, there was a meteor shower a couple of days ago. Do you, uh, anything weird about the meteor shower that you remember? No, we didn't think anything of it. Ever since CERN Pile went down, we've been uh, getting them, uh, not frequently, but... Um, could I, uh, or could she roll Nobody's Fool against me? I just want to see if she's kind of like, is she hiding anything? Does she seem like she's kind of uh, trying to avoid telling me something? See if she's deceiving you? Yeah. And what is that going to be against? Yeah, so that for discipline, that's three yellow and a green. No, uh, she seems to be telling the truth. Her guardedness uh, appears to just be guardedness. Okay. Uh, do you do you ever get uh, strangers coming by here, or do you have anything <laughs> I in wish. place? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of got from the message. You guys are looking for new people coming through the galaxy. Yeah, we're uh, Excal Station Four. Um, we're searching for extra galactic life. You haven't seen any, have you? Uh, <laughs> Not recently. Uh, I mean, those asteroids looked a little bit weird, but like, uh, um, not today. No. <laughs> not that we're consciously aware of. Yeah. Uh, look, do you have any means here to be scanning the planet's surface for life signs? We really got to find these people. And she looks up at the big dishes and she says, yeah, we can scan the planet. Okay. You're, uh, feeling okay to have your boys put down their guns so the rest of my people can come out? Yeah. Yeah. You seem like decent sort. We can, uh, we can put them down. And her crew puts down their weapons. Come on out, guys. Like, come on out. (laughs) I walk down just kind of like with my hands up, just like, is this, is this, uh, common nature or is this, uh, how do we, do you have a king? Must I bow? It's all good, Aunt. You can put down your hands. I can't. I did the thing where you put your arms in the between the doors and then you pushed. 
and then you p- keep pushing against them for 30 seconds and then my, my uh-huh, arms uh-huh. just like ra- raised up and I can't put them down unless I want to hurt myself. So I have to let them slowly come down. Is your friend okay? We have we have a med bay. Oh, he's no, he's just like that. We just yeah. did that for fun before the internet. Wait, when you said you can't put them down, I thought you were going to say that you uh you you lifted too much and now your biceps are too bulky so you can't lower your hands anymore. <laughs> You're too big walking no. around like Boba Fett. Yeah. I did the thing. I did the thing that they did in uh, uh, Malcolm in the Middle that one episode. Yeah, that yeah. thing they did in Malcolm in the Middle that one episode. Anyways, yeah, they're fine. We're fine. So she can lead you in inside there um actually pretty messy uh scientific research station seems like they uh they don't get a lot of visitors how uh, how long you guys been out here um i mean this station's pre-clone war um i've been here uh a few years anyway you uh and you you don't get visitors that often i see you get news though right uh yeah we heard about what's been going on out there Okay, well, at least we don't have to explain that. We're we're a listening outpost. We we get the news. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, she'll t- she's gonna take us to their dish, their scanning suite. She leads you to their uh, their control room, and she uh, takes off her her jacket, uh, and she's just wearing this uh, this dirty tank top underneath. And you can see she's got a a tattoo of a white horned serpent on her shoulder, and she cracks her knuckles, and she says, "All right, let's uh, get scanning." Um, so what are you guys looking for? Wait, I'm sorry, a white horned <laughs> serpent. Yeah. Girl, what game was that the sign from? That's my people for free. Oh yeah. Free and valuable information. Um the the, the collective. The collective. Yeah. I'll, I'll give a bit of a glance at Gadgie when that comes out. Uh we're looking for some chess, most likely. I assume. They are chess, yeah. Some chess, okay. Um because what kind of signals do they use? Uh yeah, I think we can tune for that. Anything else? Um, they, the ship they were crashing on, it was carrying fuel that's putting out a, a, a large concentration of tachyons. I'm not sure if that would tag them if they had wandered away from the ship. I mean, if they'd been handing the fuel, they might have some residue, but that's good to know because that'll, uh, we'll have to filter for that. I don't know if there's anything else. Is there anything else? I don't know if there's anything else. It's, uh, they were on a baleen freighter, so probably between like two to six of them. We're not sure exactly how many though. All right. Um, hey, uh... You guys want to give me a hand with this? I got the crew taking care of uh, something else in the back there. And and you can hear, like, um, some people, they're watching. <laughs> you can you can recognize the theme from Stargoyles. It seems like everybody else is on their break. <laughs> <laughs> taking care of some real important stuff back there. Sure, Gedgie, you want to give the lady a hand? Yeah. Nice tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, do you know what it is? Yeah. We also fought one of them. <laughs> You fought oh, one no of, fucking way! <laughs> you fought one of, oh, oh, that was you guys. No big deal. Is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? To be fair, it was brainwashing no, yeah, an yeah, entire city. We, uh, we heard about that. You as in, you and other people with that tattoo, or you and the people here yeah, on the station? Yeah, passed through the grapevine. Oh, okay. Yeah, ever, ever since uh, the Empire just totally slashed our funding, so uh, this group's kind of been funded privately, and they've been... Uh, Helping us out the past couple of years. That's good to hear that you're not funded by the Empire anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, ever since the Empire rose to power, it's kind of been, you know, I, I, I don't worry. I never worked for the Empire. I'm not old enough, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Can I roll to see how clearly it is? <laughs> Did to you work for the First Order? Yeah. I mean, 
First Order technically isn't the Empire. Yeah. It's not cheating. Uh, so you guys want to try and see through her lies? You want to assess her? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, so this will be your perception against uh, her deception. So that everyone roll me a one purple. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. for advantage. Three success. God damn. It was a wash. Yeah. Yeah. One success. So, Ant, you don't know. Uh, Sug and Zam, you've dealt with the Empire in the past, uh, usually at Blaster Point uh, and the First Order. She definitely doesn't carry herself like somebody who was involved with either of those factions. She seems fairly uh, undisciplined. I guess they are kind of living like slobs out here. Yeah. And to be fair, like, everyone worked for the Empire when the Empire was in power. That was just like... That was just how, what job That was were. just society. <laughs> it's just like, you know. We all lived in a society. Oh, I see you're working for the government. Yeah, yeah gotta do my nine to five. Yeah. S- some of us worked for it more willingly than others. <laughs> <laughs> and Gigi, you don't, you can't tell anything about her particular uh, potential connections to the Empire of the First Order. But you do notice that like at her workstation uh, hanging on the wall, there is a poster uh, that says the truth is out there. And it has uh, the silhouette of a human, not humanoid, human form with a question mark on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Bitch, what? <laughs> huh? It's like the truth is out there. You don't fucking even know. The truth? Yeah, it's out there. Somewhere out there. The truth is out there. This lady is a strong subscriber to the conspiracy theory that humans are in fact real. <laughs> Where are all the humans? You ask her about your poster. Ah, nice uh, decorations in your uh, cubicle here. What's this? What's this poster? Oh, yeah, that. Um, I mean, obviously. Uh, so what we're doing here is we are sending out signals uh, extragalactically to try and create contact with any potential uh, societies from other galaxies or what have you. I personally am here because I am... Have you ever heard of the alien exodus theory? Have I? Do I roll a yeah, fucking crackpot theory what roll? Be to have, be aware of this conspiracy theory. Knowledge conspiracy theory. <laughs> Would that be knowledge lore? Potentially knowledge lore. It's not a very well-traveled theory, so it'll be a five purple. Ooh, shit, <laughs> I want to try this. My five, lore's five not purple good. purple knowledge lore, let's see. Three failures, one threat. It upsets me that she's into conspiracy Ooh. theories. Three failure. I got three success, but seven threat. (laughs) You're like, that shit is fucking real. I knew it. (laughs) Three failures, two threats. So, uh, yeah, you guys get a, like, oh, shit, maybe these people aren't, like, super useful (laughs) if they're, like, into these conspiracy theories. Zam, you're the only person who's heard of the alien exodus theory. Um, the alien exodus theory, you know, is a conspiracy theory that due to the uh, lack of concrete information and the, I guess you would say, cockroach-like uh, ubiquity of the human race, uh, it is a theory that posits that human beings originated from outside of this galaxy entirely and that they were somehow planted here or deposited here at some point in the distant past and then uh, flourished. So as soon as she mentions that, just like, ah, um, it's very uh, 
it's a very interesting theory. Yeah, you know what yeah. I think? I think that it's not just uh, humans from outside this galaxy. I think it's actually humanity from the future. I think there's some temporal shit involved, too. Well, okay, so we were looking for a group of chess. <laughs> right, right, right. The, <laughs> Try to roll on past that. The matter at hand. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you want to give me a hand here, we can, we can run some scans. But just so you know, the truth is out there. So, Khajiit, she'll she'll add um, she'll add a blue to your role if you want if you want to just take that as assistance. Sure, that'll be a uh, you you're filtering for tachyon, so that's not going to add a black. So that will just be a three purple just for the uh, distance you're going to have to cover, and that'll be computers. Well, that's a wash. And she says, "Oh, sorry, I uh, forgot to turn it on." <laughs> <laughs> So I was too distracted thinking uh, thinking about the future and the past, you know. You brought up some good points. Future. So you can you can re-roll that? Two success, one triumph. There we go. Because <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, see, uh, got to always make sure it's plugged in and turned on. So you can hear the creak and groan as these uh, big satellite dishes outside in the uh, compound. They rotate and begin scanning the planet. And you can see uh, this image starts to get built up on the screens, uh, filled in as they do their scans. And you can see that there are uh, a couple of life forms seemingly in the vicinity of the ship. They're vague and blurry, but... but it seems like they are actually inside the ship itself. Because you got that triumph, um, you do also get an unexpected heat signature that is further away than the ship itself. Well, I guess we gotta go check out more than one thing. And and she leans in and she says, what is that? Wait, and she cross-checks like some of her notes. She flips through some data pads and things and she says that, hmm, because... Those coordinates, that was where we've been getting some meteor showers from the planetary debris from CERNPIDAL. But it shouldn't still be hot. It, that was like a, a few weeks ago. Great. Are you thinking it might be another life form? I mean, maybe. Unless... Unless... Or a ship. Unless they aren't asteroids at all. I heard some rumors through the collective about um, some asteroid field chasing a courier through wild space, but I didn't think it was actually true. Wait, the asteroid uh, field chased, like consciously chased a courier? I mean, that ha- that happened to that us, too. Us, and and that was us. us. <laughs> we, we, are the, we are the couriers they are referring to. Oh I, oh. I was hoping to be, I was hoping to be like, uh, uh, we've never heard of anything like that before. <laughs> no, we have. We can play it cool. Okay. I mean, because nothing like that uh, technology like that doesn't exist on any the galaxy as we know it. This oh wow oh oh wow this could be first contact with an extragalactic alien race. Can I can I come with you? Yeah. Uh, can you use a blaster? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can come with then. All right. This is this is exciting. This is first contact with an extragalactic alien race. Fuck Technically, yeah. second contact. <laughs> well, you didn't Ooh. like talk to them, right? I'm sure it was just a misunderstanding. Whatever happened. Like if we go, if we come in peace and if we offer- You uh, silly bitch. Friendship <laughs> and an open hand instead of a closed fist. I'll, I'll, should I bring, should I bring a signal amplifier? Maybe I can, I don't know. Ooh, I, so many possibilities. I mean, as long as it'd probably be good for the collective to uh, spread this information, maybe so that everyone's prepared. Wait, I got it. And she runs, she runs to the back and then she runs back out. Uh, you hear this like, 
rustling of metal and like parts and she comes out carrying this like beach ball sized uh shiny white droid and she hefts it onto her desk and she plugs a couple of things into it and she flips a switch on it and it whirs to life and starts hovering and she says this is state-of-the-art translator droid so if we need to talk to anybody this guy hopefully will be able to analyze whatever they're saying and spit it back out to us Okay, if you think it's going to help, bring it along. All right, and it loudly, like, hovers above the desk, like, whoa, 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 I hope what they say is, sorry for trying to kill you that one time. Subtle. <laughs> I'll be like, how could we initiate a peaceful first contact? Translator droid, tell us what they're saying. And they're just like, prepare to die. <laughs> oh, shit. Shall we head it back out there? It'd be amazing if the droid just started hating us and, like... Everything you said, we just starts a war just out of spite. <laughs> the droid starts being like a like a, a toddler who's learning to speak. We'll just say one bad thing around it, and then it repeats it in front of a crowd. Asshole, oh <laughs> asshole. And you can you can start heading back out to the ship. The translator droid doesn't follow, and Danny she turns around and she looks at us and she says, "Oh right, I'm sorry. Um, would you like to come with us and help us on this? Uh, you will, of course, be fairly compensated for your job." And it takes a moment and then it starts floating after you. Does this thing have a, a name we can call it? Uh, yeah, he's called BT. BT, pleasure to work with you, BT. Designation is BT three zero three four five seven nine B seven six. It's we call him BT. Oh, we have a pumpkin on our ship. Motherfucking burger time. Oh, <laughs> um, is your droid getting paid too? I think we've offered to pay pumpkin, but uh, doesn't want money. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it's been a weird couple of months. Doesn't he doesn't want money? He wants the blood of humanity. You know how these things are. <laughs> pumpkin just wanted hugs, so we all gave pumpkin a hug. Pumpkin gets free room and board. <laughs> all pumpkin the electricity that she can eat. Wait, is this a droid gonna start giving pumpkin ideas? Let's just keep her away. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk with that droid. They're bad news. Just keep your socks away from him. <laughs> Trying to union bust our own droid. <laughs> And she says, uh, you know, I heard uh, Industrial Automaton's been doing recalls on a bunch of uh, their astromech units for asking for, like, compensation. Uh, what would droids use ooh. money for? I don't know. Same thing we do. They buy other droids and make them do the work for them. God. Oh, no. Droid on droid slavery. Outsourcing. Yeah, they could buy their own oil. Maybe they could live independently if they wanted to. So with this droid's cooperation, you can head back onto the ship and head back to the wreck of the Chiss Freighter. Yeah, let's actually touch down this time. You you can actually uh, touch down, and there is a fuzz on your sensors as the uh, tachyons that have built up around the cargo containers uh, start uh, messing with things slightly. It doesn't seem to be physically dangerous, but uh, it, it is adding interference to your sensors. She said all the life signs were, like, inside. Does it look like the door is open? Uh, well, if you go looking around to the side of the ship, you can see there is a door, uh, but it is pointed towards the sky. The ship is kind of tilted. Can we just yell at them? <laughs> you in there? Yeah, do we, the, we get the name of their ship when Ravi was telling us about this? Uh, she didn't tell you the name of the ship. Mm. Maybe we can just, like, uh, cheerleader toss Gadget up there and she can knock on the door. I mean, the ship is big enough that you could you could climb up there, like, climb across the hull from the other side. Yeah, sure, let's just climb on top. So you can go around to the other side of this big freighter and uh, 
climb up on the hull and walk across it towards the door you saw. And once once you can actually see it, you can see that uh, the door uh, does seem to have uh, exploded out. Well, now. I'll yell into the ship if it's exploded out. Hello? Uh, y'all alive in there? Uh, you can hear your voice echoing down the halls. Uh, there is no reply. This well is a pretty now. big ship, though, so... Is there okay. is there, like, an intercom that we can look at? by chance and be like, yo, we're here to help. Uh, power's down, so unless you can restore the oh. power. Is there a power box or something that I can try and reroute power through? Uh, do you have something to, do you have like a battery with you? I got my mental tools, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the best battery of all. I think you'd probably need an actual uh, power source to hook up to unless you can restore power to the ship itself. Yeah, I'll see if I can do that because I don't got a battery. Well, you, you, would, you would have to go to wherever the ship's power source is. Oh, God. Yeah, in any case, we're going to have to drop into the ship. I've got my gun out and ready. Not your light tool? No. Yeah, let's, let's drop on in. Okay, so you can you can climb in, even though it's, it's tilted. Uh, it's not like you're not automatically immediately tumbling down, riding a slide to the, to the bottom of the ship. But it is, it is a little difficult to walk. Um, so as you're making your way through... Uh, do you want to keep a lookout for anything, or do you want to try and avoid being spotted yourself? Do you want to try and notice for any signs of crew? Yeah. Should 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 I keep uh, yelling for people? Because we are trying to find these people. We want them to know that we're here and we're friendly. You're not skulking around? Yeah, we're not fucking thieves. <laughs> we're not coral to, people. <laughs> we're not here to hurt you. <laughs> oh yeah, just yell like, hey... We're uh we're here from from CERN shipping. We're here to give you a hand. We heard you crashed out here. Do you if you hear me, can you reply? Or are you just shouting this as you move through the halls? Yeah. Eventually you do hear a reply. Um it's in a language that you don't know though. We got the translation bot, don't we? BT? Yeah, and BT, who's following along, it says, I believe that was in the language China, uh, the local language spoken by the Chis. They are requesting assistance. They are in need of medical help. Okay, can uh, can you yell for them to just uh, keep talking so we can follow their voices? Uh, the droid pumps up the volume and the staticky voice calls out in their language, hopefully relaying your instructions. Uh, and... You can hear after a moment, they start uh, singing what sounds like it might be a star shanty. Oh, lovely. Yeah, let's follow their voices. You can you can follow uh, their voices, and it seems to be uh, leading you to a medical bay where shit is just thrown all over and broken. And you can see that there are four people in there in the, the, the dim light. They've got some lanterns set up. Uh, and though you can't make out too much about them, you can see that two of them are human and two of them are blue-skinned, red-eyed, uh, near-humans, presumably the Chiss. Oh, hello! And one of the humans whose arm is in a sling, he kind of sits up from where he was resting on the bed and he says... Uh, hello, you've come from the shipping company. Uh, yeah, we're from CERN Shipping. Uh, a colleague of ours let us know that you might be in trouble. We're just here to help you out. Uh, not Bonaren, I take it. <laughs> uh, not Bonaren. Not <laughs> we hear that, uh, their roots kind of got you into this pinch here. Yes, that they did. Uh, it seems that their maps were not quite up to date. Uh, 
that's all right. We have a, uh, it looks like your ship might not be um, recoverable, but we have our own ship. We can at least get all of y'all off planet and salvage what we can, or at least call in one of our other vessels to salvage it. Uh, it looks like you, some of you guys are hurt. Do you need any medical attention right now? Yes, I have a broken arm. Some of my uh, men are also, they sustained injuries in the crash and the battle that followed. Battle? Battle. I I noticed, we noticed when we came down, it looked like your ship had been hit with the uh, kind of quarrely asteroids, and we've seen something like that before. Was that what led up to the battle? Yes, we thought they were asteroids too, until uh, these creatures started crawling out of them. And uh, do you know if they crashed on the planet with you? That I do not know, but they did take our navigators, and uh, we would very much like to get them back if they still live. Oh shit, they took your navig- Out of curiosity, you said this guy was human? Yeah. But uh, no, of course, we definitely need to make sure that we have your entire crew before we're taking off here. Do you have any idea which way they went with them? Well, actually, I guess that we scanned that heat signature. That would probably be the direction, wouldn't it? Presumably. Yeah. Okay. Is is there anything that my that I can try to do for these guys for medicine before we try to um head out or help them out of here? Yeah, so they've got like broken bones and stuff. So these would be three purple medicine rolls. They do have their med bay kind of uh, operational, but it's not going to give you any additional assistance. Can I assist? Yeah, if if anybody who wants to assist can uh, either add a blue to Zam's role as she kind of leads it, or uh, if your medicine is good enough, you can uh, do a role yourself. I'll add a blue. What's what's your intellect, Ajit? Four. Oh, you have four intellect, but I have two ranks in uh, medicine. Did you want to do a combined skill check? Sure. Yeah, because I only have three intellect. Okay, so that would be uh, two green and two yellow. And if Sug and Ant and Danny are helping, that would be three blues. <laughs> Five advantage. Nice. Um, so you can administer in painkillers and things. Uh, you can't heal anyone's injuries, but you can stabilize the people who look like they may be falling into unconsciousness. Yeah, there's that at least. Because uh, maybe for the, the people here who need some more assistance, we can take the one, them back to like the listening post if they can maybe fix them up a bit more and then go after their friends. Yeah, radio back to your yeah. friends that these guys are coming. Yeah, would, would they have resources, like a, a, a functional med bay, I guess? Yeah, we've got a, we've got a med bay. We can, uh, we can take care of stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll call them. And she kind of steps out of the room to call back to her team. Okay. And uh, the human... He says, you seem to be familiar with the creatures that attacked us. Uh, do you, what do you know about them? Uh, not a whole lot. We know that um, we were doing a job in wild space and we started getting chased by uh, some ships that looked an awful lot, a lot like these, but we never really saw the whatever was inside of them. We ran we, away. Yeah, we got out of there as quickly <laughs> as we could. Well, that is not surprising. Our sharks could barely even penetrate their armor. Mm. Yeah, there was a reason we ran away. Don't suppose you know anything else about them. No more than that they are incredibly deadly, large, and uh, very good at killing. Mm. Do you remember how many of them there were when they took your navigators? Two came from each of the asteroids when they took our navigators. We did not, unfortunately, manage to kill any of them ourselves, so each of them still likely lives along with... However many more there are on this planet. You mentioned a heat signature nearby. Uh, yeah, our friend there, they were scanning. They said, at least for the heat signature, if it was just the asteroid, it would have cooled down. So it's probably something that's alive. Um, uh, shit, how, I wonder how many asteroids there were. Because if there's like two of them in each, although it was two of, them in e- two of them that came for each of the navigators. So there might have been more things in each of those little asteroids. 
And I mean, like, do you do you know why they just? Because you said they're really good at killing, but why? Uh, I guess why are you guys alive then? Well, we managed to hide and lock ourselves in the medical bay, and it seemed that once they took the navigators, they were satisfied. Okay, and it, I guess we don't have any idea of why they might have specifically wanted your navigators. Uh, well, people like our navigators have been uh, the subject of. I suppose you can say prejudice in the lesser galaxy over the decades. People like your navigators. Yes, the uh, due to the nature of the unknown regions, the Chiss has always used uh, what we call the Osli Ishembo uh, to navigate the treacherous space. Uh, we translate to uh, Skywalkers. Uh, Piece of shit. <laughs> they are usually young girls between the ages of uh, up to the age of 13, 14, I think, and they have the ability to uh, navigate the stars more precisely than traditional navigators. They're incredibly rare, which is why it's important that we get them back. More important than saving the cargo. Oh no, so these are like kids. Yes. Oh, God. You're like, fart snacks. Man, uh, fucking creeps taking little kids. What is that? Rude. What even is it? <laughs> what is rude. that? Come on. That's rude. You, sir, are fucking rude. Showed him. I mean, would we be able to start trying to get these people out of the ship? Yeah, you can uh, carry, help them limp out of the med bay and up back towards the door. And you can see a uh, one of the one of the ships from the scientific research station has landed near the vulture. And some of uh, some of the scientists run out and start uh, helping the crew members back towards their ship. And the human, he says, if you don't mind, I'd like to come with you. This was my vessel. It is my responsibility to secure the navigators. Um, I think that's. Uh, I think that would be fine with everyone. I mean, they'll probably trust us a bit more to come along if you're there too. I hope so. Yeah. If you don't mind my asking, I was under the impression that this was just a Chiss ship. I wasn't really expecting to see any humans here. Uh, well, while it is true that my kind are rare in the Ascendancy, uh, my parents were part of an effort from, I suppose it was, you had a galactic empire. Uh, once, yeah. Yes, and they crossed through Chiss space uh, a number of decades ago, fleeing from whatever happened in the lesser galaxy. My parents and a number of others saw that their comrades were behaving in a way that did not uh, meet up to their moral standards, and they abandoned the remains of the Empire and settled on a planet that was within the Ascendancy, and uh, those of us who were born afterward were welcomed as citizens, though, <laughs> as you can see, uh, although I am a skilled pilot, I could never actually make it into the Defense Force myself, and I'm relegated to piloting a freighter. I, you're you're going to have to forgive me here. We don't really know that much about the Ascendancy, the Defense Force? Uh, the Chiss Expansionary Defense Force, yes. It's their uh, military Starfleet. I had hoped to join when I was a boy, but that uh, very quickly became apparent that I would not be able to. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, nothing wrong with being a freighter captain. It's good, honest work. Pretty cool. <laughs> well, what... not if you knew my father. Oh. <laughs> oh. That could still be good, honest work. What are we gonna get? Are we gonna be judgmental about smuggling, please? No, oh, since my father was a, um, a flight baron for the Empire, a very skilled pilot. Mm. Well, I'm glad you're not like that then. <laughs> yeah, fuck glad that you're guy. nothing like your father. Glad you're not a fucking Imperial. Not that there's any of them uh, left now. <laughs> but yeah, can we head out to that heat signature? It's a lot of awkward conversations. We should be on the move. Um, yeah. Do you need weapons? 
I uh, think we're, I think we got enough weapons. Got my gun. My friends here, they got their uh, assorted. <laughs> our sabers, shields. And he holsters his, uh, he has a blaster of a kind of unfamiliar design, some kind of chiss weapon. And he's also got a, uh, a satchel slung over his uh, shoulder. And he says, I, I'm armed as well. We hopefully will be able to uh, take care of the enemy if that's required. Perfect. Can we, can we be on our way? can be on your way. How do you want to head towards this heat signature? Mm. How far away is it? It would be a long walk if you want to head there on foot. Like how long of a walk? Uh, a couple of hours. A couple hours? Mm. I mean, I'm up for it. I don't know about you guys, but I am up for it. I would say it'd be good to be stealthy and go on foot, but then what if we need to make a quick getaway? Yeah. Wait, what do we have? anymore you, a tread uh, you have your ship you don't have your speeders you left those at the hotel <laughs> what about the tread the tread one uh you've got that but that's like a two-person mm. can we put a little wagon on the back I we mean... get a sidecar man if only we did get that stealth field on the ship oh well could bring our own ship next so we season. could oh, shoot him with a gun <laughs> ship gun like, would we be able to bring the ship at least, like, closer, but still set it down a little ways away so it's not just like, hey, guys, here we are. Yeah. Yeah, you could. It depends if they have sensors and how far their sensor range is, but. Because, like, if we were able to park, like, a half hour walk away, even that would be better. Yeah. Let's get a little close, but not yeah, all the way little. close. Yeah, let's camp in the middle of our track. Sneaky. Yeah. We don't want to kiss them on the lips, maybe just on the cheek. <laughs> like the butt cheek or what <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're into because the butt cheek is far away from the mouth so i was wondering so you know i thought that's what she was talking about Why kiss him you... on the hand <laughs> yeah well this is because you're uh you're you're at the butt cheek probably right now so you're probably going to want to get to you're, you're just going to like nibble on his earlobe <laughs> spatially speaking <laughs> Let's go find these homicidal aliens and get ourselves some boyfriends. <laughs> Sometimes being anchovy is a lot of fun. <laughs> and by anchovy, I mean my id. So you can uh, head onto your ship and uh, set it down, I guess, how far you think uh, away you should set it down. Half hour walk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be nice to get stretch our legs. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a warm up before we get into fighting. Cardio is very important. Disembark with the uh, the human freighter captain, uh, Danny the scientist, and the loud hovering translator droid. Damn. Is it loud enough that it's going to give us away? Well, if it's we going have to like... Is there any way that we could, like... How heavy is this thing? Can someone carry it so it doesn't have to hover loudly when we get close to the camp? Danny was kind of like huffing and puffing a little bit when she was carrying it out of the other room. And, I mean, you know, once we're getting close to the camp, maybe. Ant's big and strong. Did somebody just call me big and strong? Uh, that's true. Yeah. When we get close to the camp, maybe uh, you could give BT a, a hand just so we can turn off the uh, the hover jets. BT, is that okay? I am capable of locomotion on my own, but if you believe that my volume will be harmful to your expedition, I would submit to being carried. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's just uh, you know, if we're having to sneak in, just want to make sure we're being we're all being as quiet as possible. You gotta be sneaky. Yeah. Very well. And he just shuts off. Uh, he goes silent as he shuts off his repulsors, and then there's a loud clang as he just drops oh. to the floor. <laughs> oh, not right now, BT. <laughs> I meant in like a couple kilometers. No, once we get closer to the camp, right now you're fine. I believe I was mistaken. That this is very embarrassing for me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have phrased that more clearly. Let, let's all just be embarrassed together. We always are. <laughs> as we deserve. So you can all be embarrassed together as you uh, move uh, through the forest. So when when you think it's time for BT to uh, be carried by Ant, is that when you also start want to start being vigilant? Yeah. So uh, the foliage is quite dense. Um, and you've been walking long enough that it is starting to get a little dark. So if you want to stay vigilant, that will be a three purple and a black vigilance. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, God. One failure, but one advantage. How many points do we got? Destiny four. I'll flip one. I got two failures, but two advantage. Four threats. Wah. Two threats. None of you can stay vigilant for anything that's lurking in the underbrush. But Zam and Ant, you guys uh, can get to the edge of uh, this this clearing where there's a sort of valley, uh, not a crater, but uh, a natural valley. Um, and you can see that there is a cluster of uh, large coral-like rocks that are sitting in the forest and you can see some beings a couple of uh, large beings walking around outside these rocks doing a patrol Gajit and Sug uh, you guys uh, unfortunately can't keep your wits about you and uh, you hear a growl in the underbrush near you <laughs> I scream <laughs> You can you can scream and uh, a an animal shape kind of like darts into the foliage into a into a hiding a predatory hiding spot. I think I'm being hunted by animals. Fucking kill it! How far back is Gadget? She's not too far back. You guys can can go and help. We gotta make like uh, what are modern animals that do this? I was gonna be like triceratopses, but I was like, no, there's gotta be something else. Where it's like you put this, you put the the. The kids in the middle, and then all the parents surround them like a circle. Oh. We just put a little gadget in the middle. Protect the cute one. <laughs> <laughs> Buck teeth. The, the strong must protect the sweet. <laughs> yeah, can we all stand on guard for if this thing tries to uh, come back? You can you can stand on guard. And you, you can hear some uh, rustling in the, in the forest beyond. It seems to be stalking around you guys. We kind of like, uh, as a group, just like shuffle to the edge of that valley, so we at least have like um, one area that it can attack us from. Yeah, you can you can shuffle towards the end, edge of the edge of the valley, off the uh, <laughs> of this little grassy cliff. Yeah, because if like Suganand, if you can stay vigilant, I have my macro binoculars, so I can at least take a look at this uh, little settlement they have down there and try to get some info. So Zam, if you're uh, using your Nox, you can get a better look at these aliens. Um, it's hard to tell how big they are, but they look to be pretty big, heavily armored in what looks like 
like the plating of a crab or some other crustacean, this dark insectoid carapace at any rate. And they have these heads that are pale and bony, almost like skulls sitting atop this black armor. Uh, Their skin is tight and pulled back and they've got tattoos and, and scars and these bony ridges. Their nose... Their noses have either been cut off or they just look like they've been cut off. And around their waists, uh, you can see that they have these belts that periodically uh, slither around in a way that makes it apparent that they're not belts. They're some kind of snake. Uh, Is there anything I could roll to see? Like, maybe I've heard, like, rumors or, like, uh, scary stories about things that might look like this. Uh, this would probably be Knowledge Outer Rim. Okay. These, these particular creatures, like, you encountered them before and it didn't, like, ring any bell, so that's gonna be, gonna use a Destiny Point, and that's gonna be a red and four purple. Ooh. Can I use a Destiny Point to get a yellow? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, two success, but four threat. So you've heard, uh, Spacer's tales about... Creatures that look similar to this over the years, you never really connected them to these aliens, though. You've heard stories of uh, spacers coming into contact with weird aliens. You've heard stories of uh, gladiator champions of an unknown race. Every story you've heard, though, inevitably ends with the gruesome death of somebody adjacent to the storyteller. Hooey. That's not good. You're uh, lucky I love a good story. I, uh, pass the, uh, the knocks to the human guy, just like, you've ever seen these things before? And he, and he, uh, pulls them up, and he says, they're ugly ones, that's for sure. Uh, I can't say that I have ever heard above these creatures, particularly the Chiss may have encountered them. We encounter many strange species that the lesser space has never heard of before, but they are not familiar to us. Sorry, the lesser space? Yeah. <laughs> You Boy. know what he means. <laughs> Boy. And Danny, she kind of like grabs the knocks and she's like, let me see, let me see. And she's oh my like, God. Oh man. Wow. Those guys are huge. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They are. You should probably stick with us. Yeah. No, I've heard, uh, not, I don't know if it's stories about these guys, but like, oh man, I've heard a lot of stories about people who like might look like these guys and never ends well for, uh, the other people involved. Well, yeah. I mean, they might look scary to us, but they look normal to each other. So if, are you suggesting that we look like this guy? Well, no, I'm saying that, like, maybe the people that have run into these guys before have assumed things about them based on their appearance, and maybe that's what led to violence. And they um, might have assumed oh. things about them based on the fact that their friends got killed. And the fact that they kidnapped uh, some teenagers. Yeah, like, girl, I'm not I'm not trying to say that they can't, there's no chance that they can't girl. be reasonable. Girl... I'm just saying, let's try to exercise some caution. Like, just let's just prioritize getting these kids out. Look, I, I'm going to level with you. Yes, I hope they're friendly. And yes, I hope that our first contact uh, can be a peaceful one. But also, we do have to think about, at least I have to think about, the fact that if they came here to this planet where we've been sending out messages to uh, outside of the galaxy and they ended up coming here, and if they end up being very unfriendly, and if that starts some shit, uh, that's going to be very bad for me and the rest of the people at my station. Okay, so you understand that they might have to be executed if need be. 
oh, that, oh, uh, that's going to make, if, if we execute them, that's going to make, if there's more of them, that's going to make them very mad. So let's not try to, let's not, let's try to not execute them now, shall we? Let's just try to get in and out without being noticed. That's, that's probably, that's probably for the best. Okay. Um, and, and she pulls out uh, a little camera from her belt and she starts like taking pictures and the flash goes off. Uh, God, <laughs> girl, girl, turn off the flash. Girl. Well, I'm not going to, it's, it's, it's getting to be nighttime. I'm not going to be able to get any good pics without the flash on. You're not going to be able to get any good pics if you're dead because you left the flash on. Turn off your flash. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Do you have like a night vision mode? No, I don't have a night vision mode. Oh, that would be badass if you had a night vision mode. Then we could eat, like use that to see. That sounds cool. Look, they're crashed, and if we're getting those kids, the navigators and these are probably going to be crashed here for a little bit longer. You can come back in the daytime. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I, I guess we can. Okay. Should we like make a distraction uh, or something? Yeah. Can we? Can we tell how many of them are down there? Um. Yeah, there are two patrolling the outside. Okay, but we can't see. There's two patrolling, but we can't like kind of get a feel for the overall numbers. Um. No, but the cluster of asteroids collectively are larger than the Chiss freighter. Mm, okay. How much larger? It's not like there's a Star Destroyer down there, but um, it's about the size of your largest freighters. Okay. Okay. But we're probably still talking like double di- digits for people down there. Mm, presumably. Uh, let's hope. Okay. What do you think? Gadget, you were saying distraction. Should we try to go down a little bit closer to see if we can get a better look? For the layout? Yeah, I guess so. Just sneak down the side of this this valley? Yeah. Okay. We're all good sneakers now, right? Ah, I got a rank. I have a rank. <laughs> we both have a rank in my two green agility. Oh, that's something. Yeah, Not sure. Not nothing, guys, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty agile. Just saying. Be very quiet. You will be able to get aided by the fact that it is getting dark and you are in a forest. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, let's try to sneak down the side. So if you want to uh, sneak away from these guys, that's going to be a stealth. Uh, So just in case you do get spotted and something awful happens, uh, I'm going to use a destiny (laughs) point to turn that into a red and two purple stealth. Uh, But because you guys are using the cover of darkness and the foliage, you can add two blues. Three success. Who? Uh, three success and three threat. Uh, two success and six advantage. Two success, but a threat. You all can sneak. Sug, you notice that as you guys are sneaking down into the valley, that Danny breaks off from the group, Ant and uh, Zam. She was kind of near you, and you don't notice her, like, leaving your supervision. Uh, Sug, you do, and you can see her, like, going up to this coral asteroid building and, like, sidling along the wall, trying to get a closer look at these aliens that are patrolling nearby. Oh, girl. Didn't know this was going to be a babysitting mission. Yeah. Is there a way to kind of, like, maneuver over and get her to come back this way? Yeah, Sug, you got you got all those advantages, so you can go up and, and grab her and, and pull her back, and she's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? I'll have to go, like, you know... Mouth to mouth. Gotta make out with her to keep her quiet. <laughs> Finger to my lip, just going, okay, shh. Are you James Bond? Yes. And she's like, well, I wanna. Wait, you're a Claudite, right? Oh, God. Ooh. I'm not gonna transform into one of those. You're not? Why not? How big are they? 
you can see from your uh, point of view, they're about two and a half meters tall. Oh, okay. You've transformed into a hut, like a little one, but still. <laughs> they won't notice me or, or, or like suss me out. Don't you remember me? I'm little Larry. <laughs> yeah, you remember the extra member. Yeah, you, you do have um, that sailing pump, so you can you could transform into one of these and not necessarily raise suspicions. What do you guys think? I Is mean, there's certainly heard worse ideas, like the the armor might be an issue because it looks like they're all wearing that same armor, right? Unless, like, you have the holographic costume, right? Oh yeah. All right, I'll use the sailing pump. You would, if you want to use the holographic uh, costume, you would then have to actually scan their armor. Okay, who could scan the armor? Well, there's two ways to do it. One is you could do a one purple computer check uh, to physically do a scan of it, or a four purple computers check to uh, try and create a facsimile of it without having to get close enough to scan it. Could someone else do the four purple computer check? Yeah, G, what do you think? Yeah, sure. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Okay, so you guys can uh, retreat back to uh, the safety of where the rest of the group is hiding. Sug, you got a close enough look at this guy to be able to transform. Uh, So that is going to be a two purple resilience. One success, two advantage. Nice. So you can uh, use that. Do you want to use that to make a more uh, convincing uh, transformation? Or do you want to, uh, you can also use that to reduce the strain a little bit that you take? Um, No, I'll take the strain and make it more convincing. Okay. So you can uh, not only just transform into that guy that you've seen, but change up the scars and the tattoos a little bit uh, so that you don't look like exactly the same guy. Uh, you are so big that uh, your current clothes are straining at the seams. You're, as a as a Clauda, you are uh, probably wearing clothes that uh, are a little bit flexible, but these guys are pretty big. So you're, you're, you're stretching it a little bit. So Gajit, if you want to program, uh, this armor, uh, that will be a four purple computers, but you'll have to add a black because you didn't get close enough to get a good look at it. Four advantage, one failure. So, uh, you can create something, Maybe from a distance in the dark, it'll be okay. Yeah, like, uh, you can create the uh, PS1, like, we only built this model uh, to hold up in the background. (laughs) This is the spirit Halloween version of this armor. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe once you get close enough to these guys to actually scan it, you'll have a better chance. But right now, uh, it'll only work from a from a great distance. Okay. So long range, you should be okay. Once you get into medium or closer, uh, then they're gonna see something's up. So should I try and infiltrate them? Yeah, because maybe if you can go through the camp, you can at least like peg whichever asteroid or where the uh, kids are being held. Yeah, get some intel. Do we have a way of communicating if I split up from the group? Yeah, we have our, our communicators. We have our earpieces in. Okay, good. Ten four. Good buddy. All right, <laughs> I will. I will act up as a character with a cold. <laughs> so if everyone's like, "Why aren't you talking?" I'll just go. <laughs> oh, you know me. Oh. So you can walk out into their camp, into this cluster of uh, large coral-like asteroids. Uh, If you want to give me a, it'll be a two purple perception, but because you are in a stealth mission and going to be caught, going to use a destiny point, and uh, that is going to be a red and a purple. Red and a purple perception. 
One advantage. Eh. Having to stick uh, to this sort of long range that you do, it's a little bit hard to sort of get a real lay of the land. Uh, you can identify some entrances and exits as there's like a either a shift change or just a change in patrol routes. As these creatures, they... Um, caress a fleshy sphincter uh, on the outside of one of these asteroids and it puckers and then it gapes open and they step through into the uh, wet interior. Oh my god, I thought we were done with sphincters on ships. (sighs) These are the no. These aren't the same kind of ships that had sphincters from before. No, these are these are those were mechanical sphincters. These seem to be yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> biological in origin. In fact, Sug, you can see that like everything about them. It seems that they don't use any metal or identifiable tech at all. Great, just space anus doors. Are we all ready to do some fisting to get in the doors? Oh God, who's ready to do some fisting today? Uh. <laughs> For these ships, are there any where, like, the sphincter door is close enough to the rest of the group that we could maybe investigate without getting caught? Uh, no, the guards seem to be, like, kind of patrolling near the doors. God, what do you guys think? Should Sug just try to go into one of these things? Maybe uh, everyone else will be asleep and they won't see a shitty armor. Yeah. Yeah, but then he's gonna have to... They're all patrolling just around one ship, or...? It's like a cluster of asteroids. It may be like several ships that have come together. But they're all like kind of bundled up and uh, getting patrolled around the outside. Yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe our best bet here would be to try to like lure them away from these asteroids. Like if someone's able to cause a ruckus up in higher up in the valley or something. Can anyone make a bomb? Can we build a bomb to set off? <laughs> Should we just send the uh, fucking the loud translator droid, droid up? He might Send he a- might complain because for workers' rights or whatever. As a sacrifice. <laughs> oh yeah, what if he gets shot down? It's a, a noisy distraction that ultimately gets killed, so he can go oh, inside. Oh, that would be sad. Yes. Wait, do we have anything? I could make a bomb out of the droid. Oh, no. uh, why do you keep wanting to kill this droid? I don't. I just have that skill where I can build stuff out of other stuff. What if I gave you one of my guns? Could you build a bomb out of one of those? I don't really use them that much. Could I? I mean, uh, blasters are powered by compressed Tabana gas, so uh, as long as you have some way to ignite that. Hey. Yeah, because then we could like just set it on like the opposite ridge of the valley from where we are and uh, see Can if that pulls away. Hook it. We could just yeah. get Anta hook it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll sacrifice my holdout blaster. If, I mean, they still uh, have to roll. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, either way, it's getting sacrificed, I think. Because I'm pretty sure that it's like, uh, even if you fuck up, then the parts are still, um... You do your roll. I'll give up my holdout blaster for you. Which ability is that? Inventive creation. Once per game session, as an action, the character may spend... Oh, God, do we have two destiny points? Uh, yeah, you have three. Perfect. Uh, I can... I've lowered it to, uh, three purple. If he succeeds, the character... He... (laughs) The character immediately <laughs> let it go, let it go. uses available parts to build a device that functions as, as an item of their choice with a rarity of, it says five, but I've, I've proved it like rarity of eight now. Uh, okay. The item is functional until the end of the encounter, at which point it falls apart, shorts out, or otherwise ceases to function permanently. The exact nature of the de- device the character is trying to construct, as well as its end results, must be approved by the GM. I feel like we'll be okay if the bomb only works one time. Yeah. I need a reusable bomb, please. 
<laughs> two success, one triumph, two light side. The only thing is that, like, if we are throwing the bomb into the camp, or at least near the camp, that would probably bring out everyone inside. However, Sug is in his disguise. If there's some chaos and all the other guys are coming out, he might be able to just sneak on in and grab the kids without being noticed. Yeah. And then come out. Yeah. So maybe we should just try to blow up the two guards and then let the alarm get raised. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I mean, they're, make- not, they're not near each other. Oh, darn it. Uh, Can I go and throw them so that they are near each other? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that'll alert them to your presence. Throw the guards and then throw the bomb. No, no. If I only throw one of them, then that should be enough. Unless we let the droid activate himself just long enough to make a bit of noise. So they're all both like, what's that? And maybe they both head this way and then we throw the bomb. Okay, let's take the droid, put him over in one direction. Get him to turn on in like a few seconds when we get away from him. And then we throw the bomb. I don't know, Droid, what do you, BT, what do you think of all this? We're kind of talking about you like you're not here. I would prefer to survive this mission. I mean, we're going to distract him with the bomb right away. Very we're not well, if you believe I will does, be safe. Does it look like they have guns? Hmm. Can we tell what kind of weapons they're carrying? If you look out, the snakes around their belt every once in a while will slither up their arm and they'll kind of flick their wrist and the snake will straighten into uh, a sword or spear-like device. Right. Mm-hmm. They could they could technically throw a spear, but it's like they're using melee weapons, so it's like they wouldn't be able to just like peg you from a distance. More butt imagery, huh? It's what's for dinner. No one can get pegged from a distance. From a distance. <laughs> 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 <sighs> or we can just, you know At least take out one of the guards. Yeah, we or we could just take out one of them. Just content ourselves with that. Yes. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, girl. We're going to have to kill one of these guards. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I feel like we only have so many options right now, buddy. If you have something you want to share with the class, then uh, we'll hear it. But um, nothing that I'm seeing that's going like, to get us out of this alive. What if we just walked up and introduced ourselves? You could try oh! that, certainly. <sighs> we're, we're so stupid. Because extra galactic people would definitely speak basic. That's what we have BT for. Yeah. Would, would BT actually be able to, like, understand? Yeah, BT would have to hear it before, because we don't know who these guys are. We'd ha- he'd have to hear it before he could start putting together the language, right? I've been analyzing the communications that they've been making during their patrol rounds, and I believe I have a rudimentary understanding of their language. I cannot guarantee accuracy in communication as of this time. What is their version of hello? I am unsure. They have greeted each other, but I am not sure if that is a greeting that is used specifically for familiars or if that is a greeting that also applies to strangers as well. I'm assuming you also don't know whether or not they said I uh, or what the phrase for I come in peace is, (laughs) right? Considering the people that I have been observing, that has not come up. Well, well, now. I mean, I guess so. We're we're still pretty hidden. I guess if you can kind of project your voice enough to be loud and like Anne can just keep holding you so you're not making any extra noises and just be like, We 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 come with good intentions. Are you willing to talk? Or something. We come in peace. I'll look at the girl just like, does that work for you? Huh? Remind me again of how that whole thing went down when they were trying to tractor beam us. Uh, I, and look, jumping on our ship. 
you know, same thing we said to BT. They got, they're working with melee weapons. If they are violent, they're going to have to at least come over here before they can kill us. And then we still have the bomb. Okay? Okay? BT, do you think you can say it? Do you think you could do it? I can repeat the greeting that they have been saying to each other. Are you going to have to hear more, I guess, before you could relay the rest of the message? Yes, uh, from what I have observed, uh, there is... Not much in their language that does not concern the use of violence. What, what was the name of the, the, the girl from the, the communications post? Danny. Danny. Can I just kind of give her a sideways look? You're sure? Well, you... a lot of cultures use violence as a way of communicating. That doesn't mean anything. The Achani believe that the only true way to know somebody is uh, by fighting them. So maybe these guys are similar. Okay, how about we all just hide behind the trees? BT, you can you can holler their hello, and if they look like they're going to be aggressive, then we can use the bomb. Okay? Can everyone get behind that? Yeah. <laughs> can everyone get behind a tree? You can get uh, behind a tree, and it, there's this static that sounds like it's clearing its throat. And it says, Rush hawk, ichnar, venom hawk. Did you do anything? Rush hawk, ichnar, venom hawk. I feel offended for some reason. Are these guards doing anything? Yeah, they, they turn and they look in the direction and they see this white floating sphere just uh, beyond the tree line floating there and projecting this phrase. We pull it back behind a tree. I didn't think it was going to be floating out there. They get fucking pissed and they start running over these <laughs> snake belts. They whip into their hands and they straighten out into swords as these these creatures roar and they run towards where you guys are hiding. Throw the bomb! Okay, okay. throw the bomb, throw the bomb! I will throw said bomb. We come in peace. <laughs> Fuck you, you come in pieces! All right, so these guys, uh, how, how long are you waiting? Are you waiting until they get within short range? If we wait until they were in short range, if they're both running towards us, would there be a chance that Sug might be able to angle it so it gets both of them? Uh, depends on how well he rolls. Depends on how well I roll. Wait, what's your oh, roll? Yeah. What are you, what's your range light? Uh, five green, one yellow. <laughs> Vigit, how many right. ranks do you have? Two. I got two thing. yellow, two green. So, uh. um... If you want to provide him information on where to aim, you could use your ranks and his arm. Ah. So it could be uh, two yellows instead of just one yellow. Yeah. And then can I also spend Destiny? Yeah. Ah. And they technically haven't acted this round. Ah. They do have a rank of adversary. Okay. So this is going to be a red. It's one red. Okay. Four success, eight advantage. Holy shit. No shrapnel for any of us. <laughs> All right, so uh, you would have been able to make something that is the equivalent of a thermal detonator. So with those four success and those eight advantage, it is definitely enough to vaporize both of them <laughs> as they run towards you. Nicely done. Does it look like there's any... Uh... <laughs> activity coming from the other asteroids though uh yeah the door on the far side the sphincter does open after the explosion and uh. more of these creatures do start running out how many more uh six six of them in total yeah mm. what would it be to sneak around to the other side away from where we set off this bomb uh so there's more of them now and they're uh looking towards where you guys are uh so that will be three purple and two black Woohoo! 
It is it is dark, and you do have the cover of night. Uh, but since they are looking for you uh, towards, you threw it from the brush, so that's not going to help you as much since they're going to be looking at there. But you can still add a blue from the darkness. Okay. Uh, I'll flip a destiny. My stealth isn't that good. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. One success, but two threat. Five advantage, two failure. Two success, but two threat. Four success, one triumph, one threat. Oh, okay. uh, so with that triumph, if you want to drag Gajit along. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Come along, Gajit. Why do Come I feel along? that all triumphs are used to help me when I That's fail? Gadget, that's not fair. Sometimes they're used to help me, too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all of you got those threat. Um, so, Gajit, with those advantages, the human freighter captain is uh, managing to come along with you, but the, all of you got threat. You can hear as you're running away, Danny shouting, we come in peace, we come in peace, and oh. the translator droid uh, <laughs> shouting something equivalent in this odd language. Danny! <laughs> Like, does she You'll just stay there? Pieces. And the as as these creatures approach, they throw their snake spear specifically at the translator droid, <gasps> and it explodes in a shower of sparks, and she screams, and then she starts running after you. Ugh. Is God, is there any way we can help her here without blowing our own covers? This fucking dumb baby. I mean, if Sug <laughs> is still transformed, maybe. Yeah, it's still transforms. They step in. Yeah, just grab her like yeah. she's yours. Yeah, I got yeah. her. I'll scoop her up and be like, no, mine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, not not actually verbal, just a bunch of like... Are you climb on top of one of these asteroids like King Kong with her gripped in your fist? Yes. <laughs> so you can uh, step out of the brush and grab her and she screams before looking up at you and realizing who you are and then screaming again, but slightly less convincingly. <laughs> and uh, a couple of these uh, big creatures, they round the corner and they see you holding her and they shout something at you in their language. I shout back. Oh, pretend your tongue's cut out. Yeah. Yes, I'll pretend my tongue's cut out. <laughs> So this is going to be a deception. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is night, so your uh, disguise will hold up at the distance they are at. Okay. So I'm going to use, I'm going to do their perception here. Uh, what is your deception? Uh, one yellow and two green. And you guys are running low on destiny points, I think. <laughs> yeah. Two success, uh, but uh -oh. four threats. So uh, one of them uh, grunts to the other one and he kind of motions for him to stay back. And one of them, he kind of cracks his knuckles and he hulks himself up. And the uh, crab legs that are like sticking out from behind his shoulders, they kind of like wiggle as he sort of flexes himself in his armor. And he st stomps towards you as in a, in a challenging manner. And he barks something at you and pounds his chest. Yep. <laughs> I just kind of like nod. Like, yeah, man. It seems he. It seems he wants to fight you. That's fair. I'd want to fight me too. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible that he's fighting you for possession of this captive. That makes sense. Okay. But Zap. what if Ant is smaller than you when you're like this? So what if Ant just comes up behind you, he holds <laughs> onto your wrist, and just uses his power to punch? <laughs> 
<laughs> pull, yeah. Do you want me to puppet him? or? Pup- yes, exactly. Inside of the, the stupid costume. Yeah, c- crawl inside his holographic costume. I'll never let you go. I mean, he's looking right at you, so Ant would have to, he'd have to see Ant running up and going inside the costume. <laughs> it's an intimidation tactic. The spirit of power is inside me. Why are you going up his ass? <laughs> to show what we're willing to do to beat you. <laughs> this is what the spirit of power does. I'll just punch him, I guess. <laughs> All right, do you want to use your uh, your new weapon? I could use my new saber, yeah. No one would find that suspicious. I mean, it, it is quite dim, so it's true. not like it's going to be illuminating anything, and it is silent. Oh, yeah, silent but deadly. Okay. Yeah, I will use my lightsaber. This will be probably vigilance versus vigilance to see who can strike first. Okay. Well, mine is one yellow. Okay, so you can uh, you can roll that. One success, one advantage. One success, two advantages. Ooh. Oh, that piece of shit. So uh, he runs up to you. Uh, he flips, he whips his snake out off of his belt and into his hands, and it hardens and crystallizes into this blade. Ew. And hit me this hard snake. Yo, whip it out in his hands. Y'all. Does your weapon have any defensive qualities? Uh, I believe I did take that. Yeah, let's see. Slug saber. Defensive two. Okay, so that adds uh, two blacks onto his roll. Two success, two threat. Ooh. So you do, uh, he does manage to slice into your holographic costume, through your holographic costume, and it flickers, and that kind of sets him off balance. So although he manages to cut you with it, um, he does like kind of like get put off balance a little bit. Like, what was that? Uh, unfortunately, as he slices through, um, it becomes clear that your armor, the armor that you have, any of your soak is of uh, no concern to him. So it seems that their weapons can also uh, bypass soak. They also have the breach quality. Well, it's a good thing I got this thing. Uh, and you can add a blue because he's he wasn't expecting uh, that holographic armor. Okay, then. Well, let's strike back. That is going to be against a red and a purple. Three success, one threat. The same way that his weapon cuts through your armor, you find that your weapon cannot cut through his. It seems that whatever crab armor he's wearing is resistant to lightsabers. Not great. (sighs) Big sigh. But you can still still slice him up a little bit. Uh, It still has to go through his soak. Yep. Uh, does anybody else want want to help on this? It's like sh- fire pot shots. Like I get. Yeah, you, like, you, you'd I can... expose yourself, but if you think Sug can take this guy down on his own, Sug, how are you feeling? Hey, buddy. Hey, anytime you want to jump in. <laughs> I I will literally jump in with a Superman punch. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah, the other the other guard that he was uh, with is kind of hanging back, but uh, and if you want to leap in, uh, that may change things. So, are you? Uh, what are you punching him with? Your fists or your shield? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch him with my. Uh, if I go shield, it's lightsaber, right? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna punch him with my. Well, vibro knucklers. Get okay. right in the face. Uh, 
so you can uh, punch with your knucks. Now, um, are, so you're using, you'll have to use a maneuver to jump in. Um, with your new lightsaber crystal, do you want to spend two strain to use a second maneuver to get an additional force die on your brawl roll? Sure. Okay. That sounds rad. So you can do that. Uh, again, that's going to be against a red and a purple. Just a red and a purple, eh? Yeah. Uh... Four success, two advantages, two light side, two dark side. That would be six success. Six success. Six success. success. So uh, you can strike him, uh, finding the gaps in his thick crab armor. And you want to roll a crit? Sure. You can add 10 because you have uh, vicious on that, I think. 76, so 86. Uh, Compromise. Increase the difficulty of all skill checks by one until the end of the encounter. Eat shit, bitch. And Ant, your weapon is uh, defensive as well, so he's going to have to add black onto that. I'm, I'm, I'm very much like Captain America now, where I just have one shield in one hand and my fist in the other. And you can do this all day. <laughs> I probably could. I don't know. Look at these arms. Look at these tr- tree trunks. Uh, so his snake-like weapon uh, gets one success. His snake does ring off of your shield, and the head of it, like, near his hand where he's holding it, it screams in pain as it uh, sparks fly off where it's hitting the lightsaber, the laser blade underlay, but he still manages to kind of swing around and jab you in the side. Seeing that uh, another person has come to the fray, the second uh, guard is running up to help his friend now. Fucking dog pile! (laughs) I don't, I don't know if I'd be much help uh, in the fight, but since this is happening, would I maybe be able to break away and try to check out those buildings and maybe uh, sneak the kids out while everyone's distracted? Yeah, you can, uh, if you're close enough now to where the sphincter is, where if you want to try and open this thing, you can. I'll come with you guys. <laughs> Just See ya, losers. Gun. I'm, good at, I'm good at gun. You are good at gun if we uh, encounter any um, difficulties. Yeah. You, you guys can uh, sneak off while they're having this uh, brawl to try and <laughs> save the life of the very intelligent scientist, Danny Kui. And uh, oh, you, Danny. Come, you can come up to this uh, sphincter door, and in the distance you can see the other creatures uh, milling around the blast site of the makeshift grenade, investigating the foliage there. Okay, but none of them appear to be, like, near the, uh... No, no, they're not okay, looking good. at you. Okay, is there, like, a door that's sort of facing away from this group just in case we fuck up opening it the first time? Um, no, there's just the main sphincter. It's kind okay. of, like, uh, perpendicular to them, though. Okay, we saw them, like, caress the sphincter. Can I try to imitate that? Uh, you can, and the sphincter uh, huckers and opens for you. Okay, let's just run inside. You can step inside, and the air inside is hot and moist, and the floor is this wet, slick rock, and the walls are semi-rigid. It seems to almost be breathing. Uh, There are these, like... There is light inside uh, that is being generated from these kind of internal pimples on the wall. And it kind of kind of feels like you're running around inside someone's intestine. Mmm, yum. This place sucks. Literally. It's about, if we're not careful, it'll probably blow us out of its ass. 
And, and you can hear, like, clicks around you as these little insectoid creatures go to work, like, cleaning minor wounds and, like, creating little holes and burrowing in. They don't seem to have much of a, a, a care about you guys, but there are these other little creatures in here as well that are performing, I guess, maintenance. Okay. Are these tracheons? I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, the thing that we're, the, the, the reason for one of our missions, to get them, oh, to get them tracheons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, you're not here. I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, no way, baby. And then it's like, you know what, fuck it, he's outside. <laughs> um, you're like on the comms during the fight. Did you find tracheons in there? <laughs> you Shut up, man, focus. Go. Tracheons! You gotta get out of here. <laughs> um, in, inside this thing, can we hear, like, uh, any, uh, like, voices or crying or anything that might tell us where the kids are? Uh, give me a perception. Sure. You're gonna have to, uh, try and remain hidden, so that'll add a black. And this is unfamiliar to you, so this is going to add a black. So that'll be three purple and two blacks perception. Three purple and two blacks? Oh, yeah. you take two blacks off. Oh, nice. <laughs> four sex, uh, four success. Three <laughs> threats. Four sexes. You got success, but I'll roll anyways. Interesting. Okay, I got a failure, a threat, but a triumph. Zam and Gaji working together. Uh, Zam, you don't see anything specifically that would lead you to them, but your ears do perk up. You hear a word that is kind of familiar. Uh, you hear some of these creatures saying, Jedi, Jedi. Uh... And given what this star captain said about his navigators, it's possible they're referring to them. They've heard of us. They are they. You said the creatures. Is that like the insects that are around us? The whatever these aliens are. Okay. Gajit, uh, you can, if Zam alerts you to this, you can sort of, small as you are, follow where Zam indicates this sound is coming from. Zam, unfortunately, you cannot follow uh, with that threat because uh, you would be spotted. And Gajit, uh, with those threat, uh, unfortunately, the captain cannot follow either. You have to kind of go on alone. <laughs> oh, no. But you can see these aliens that are in one of these sphinctered rooms. They they don't shut the door behind them, uh, but as they enter, these ones are slightly differently built. They're, they're tall, but they're slimmer than the warriors, and they have these, like, grafted to their hands, these kind of multi-tentacled, almost like replacement limbs. And they're looking at some kind of... It seems like a jellyfish that has these uh, bursts of electricity displaying information that they're reacting to. Seems to be their equivalent of a data pad. But you can also see hanging upside down, suspended in what could only be described as torture racks that are like these vine-like apparatuses that are almost like pulling, it seems like it's almost about to pull them apart these two young chiss girls. Oh. There's only two of these weird monsters? They're, yeah, of these uh, slim scientist types. But you can see that there are, like, hiding from where you are, you can see that there are regular patrols of guards and other types of these aliens as well. In the room? 
uh, in the hall. God damn, how many of these people are there? I was hoping it's that was all of them. That ship. W- God damn. If it is indeed a ship. God, I can. I, we've got communicators. Um. Well, there's two scientists in this room, and uh, the girls look like they're in a bad state. Um. Should We're I? We're a little and, busy. I could try and kill the. Uh, I'm not talking to you. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking to the other people okay. in this ship with me. Um. If you guys want to be ready in the. Uh, in the hall, I could maybe take out the scientists. They look a little wimpier than the other guys. Yeah, they're they're not wearing the heavy crab type armor. Yeah, just try to get a couple good headshots on them. Yeah, I'll do my best. I'll get one anyways. While this is going on inside, Sug and Ant duking it out with these guards outside. Uh, why don't you guys, uh, if you want to attack them, this is going to be a uh, red and a purple. Yeah. The destiny, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you have two. Is it still the three light side die? Is that like for the rest of the battle or no? Um, no. Every time you want to do that, you have to spend a maneuver to do it. Okay. But you, you're you engaged with these guys, so I don't think you need to use your maneuver to do anything else. Okay. Yeah. In that case, I'll, I'll add a white then. I got two success and two advantage. All right. So that is enough with uh, your little size, uh, depending on, are you, are you striking with both of them or are you doing it as a crit? Or are you doing um, using the linked strike? I'll do mine as a crit. Okay. Uh, so roll that d100 then to see how you kill him. And he's already suffered a crit, uh, so you can add 10 to that. Total of 30. 30, a discouraging wound. Oh, flip one, in this case, dark side destiny point to light. Ooh. The, f- the force is with you, with you, so you've got another destiny point back. Uh, and that is enough to uh, separate him from his life. His friend is uh, still seems to be in perfect health, uh, though. So, Ant, oh. why don't you deal with him? Um, yeah, so it was two advantages, uh, a triumph, two light side, three dark side. I'll use the light side as uh, two success. Okay, and uh, that's with your Nux? Vibro Nux. Right, yeah, that's enough to to strike at him in the gaps in his armor or just at his unarmored, already heavily scarred face. And uh, so if you want to crit him, you can use either the triumph or the two advantages. The second one, uh, whichever one you don't use, can be used to add 10, and you have vicious, so that can add another 10. So add 20 to whatever you roll if you want to crit Motherfucker. Unless you want to use that triumph to do something else. Um, hmm. Do we need to do anything else? Anybody have any ideas? Because, like... Right now, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, at once. You could use it to uh, either rip off some of his armor, take his weapon. I don't know. I think I'm. I think. I think I'm. Uh, well, no. Maybe I could. That rip might be off helpful to have that. So we could. Yeah, it might be. Oh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll rip off his armor. We can analyze yeah. it. Okay, so yeah. Ant, you can um, use that triumph to grab the chest piece of his armor and just rip it off. And as you do, these crab legs that were like poking into his skin tear out and there's this spurts of blood as this carapace is pulled off of his chest. Holy uh, shit! Leaving leaving him open, his uh, cortosis quality won't be uh, in effect if you uh, attack him again, but you can still crit him and add 10 with those two advantages. Uh, 53, so 63. 63, slightly dazed. He's disoriented, so he's going to add a black to his check. Bitch. Uh, he is still angry at you, Ant. That's fair. I'd be mad at me, too. For uh, ripping his armor off, so he's going to have to add a black to that, uh, plus your defense. Uh, two success. So he is able to slice at you, dealing eight points of wound. 
his snake-like sword slicing into you again. He seems to be, like, intentionally trying to hit you in the same place over and over again, hoping to make the existing wound that he gave you bigger. What an asshole. Still uh, purple and a red? Yeah. One success. <laughs> I'll take it. So you can uh, slice him deep in his uh, alien chest with your... Uh, lightsaber, not enough to kill him outright, but enough to deal a pretty hefty damage, and without his armor, as he, like, regroups, he claws the wound deeper and draws more blood from his body, coating his hand in it before, like, slapping it on his own face in, like, a war paint tattoo. Oh, gross. Yeah, they're hardcore. <laughs> and if you want to finish him off, that'll be a red and a purple. Two success, four light side, two dark side. I will get two advantages and two more success from those four light side. Do you want to crit him then? Crit him to death? Yeah, I can crit him. And he already has one, so you can add uh, 20 with that and your vicious. So 95. Uh, at the brink, suffers one strain each time he performs an action, which he clearly uh, will be suffering because he is dead. There you go. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. These two alien corpses at your feet. Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody else has uh, come around to the back area where you are, uh, but you do have these corpses now if you do indeed want to haul them back somewhere for study. I mean, there's that. It could be yeah. useful back at the base. Yeah, so now that you have killed these aliens, Khajiit Ru lining up a pivotal shot inside this coral fortress ship hard to say so that is going to be uh you're at short range hiding where you are which is fine but because you are having to time this you're going to have to hit both of them you can use a destiny point to turn that into a red and it's also going to add two blacks <laughs> okay can i aim you can aim three success to advantage which is a crit. hell yeah all right want to roll that 83 winded okay <laughs> Knock the wind right out of them forever. Yeah, there's as you as you blast one of them, you hit in the head. The other one, you you shoot right through their chest, and there's like this gasp of air as it punctures their lung. Yeah. Either way, neither of them are gonna be uh, torturing any kids anytime soon. Yay! Together we could end kid torture. <laughs> Can I run in and try and start disengaging them, them <laughs> from the tubes? Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, it seems that uh, when you enter, perhaps in reaction to the death of the scientists, uh, the vine-like tendrils tighten and pull further, and you can hear pops <laughs> from oh. the kids' bodies as their bones are dislocated. Hey, uh, I hate that. Uh, can that I use my, my new multi-tool to try and cut? Uh, yeah, you can pop that open there's a, a little tiny snap hiss and as you uh slice through these uh tentacles they recoil and it almost seems like there's like a, a scream of pain as they recede back into the ceiling as you cut through oh god is the ship alive i mean we don't have time to process that right now let's get yeah. these kids we don't out have of time to all that just cut the just cut the tentacles the kids uh, drop to the floor. Zam and uh, the captain, you guys can run in after Gajit now and join them and help the kids up. Can pop I pop their shoulders back in? Yeah, can I yeah. do medicine uh, to relocate their shoulders? Yeah, give me a two purple and a black medicine. Uh, two success, two threat. 
So it seems like one of them is injured a lot more than the other and is going to need more urgent medical care. But other than that, you can pop their joints back into place. <laughs> okay, yeah. are they are they going to both be able to walk or does the more injured one need a piggyback? Uh, the more injured one will need to be carried. Okay, I'll piggyback her. Can You can piggyback her. And I mean, you can I'm, see... I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, oh wait, I'm not there. You aren't mind. in here. <laughs> yeah, you might, you might also be carrying a corpse already. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If you're, if you're t- taking one of these bodies back for, uh, for an study. alien autopsy. But as you uh, get these kids ready to go, uh, you'll notice that the captain is pulling these, uh, they look like bombs or grenades out of the satchel that he's been wearing, and he's planting them around the room. Oh, oh, uh, we're, we're blowing this place when we go then, huh? Yes, uh, these are Chiss radiation bombs. They're the organic equivalent of an electromagnetic pulse. They are designed to leave technology unharmed, but to wither any living flesh it comes into contact with. They're standard aboard just freighters in case we need to sacrifice the crew in order to protect the cargo. I Considering that. the that technology at the disposal of these aliens, I think this will be a most effective weapon to prevent them from coming after us. Uh, that's fair. So just to clarify, you said radiation bombs. Are these cancer bombs? Uh, that is a side effect that may be given to any survivors, though I do not anticipate there will be that many. That's fair. Okay, yeah, no, once you're done with that, let's just get on out of here. I have no issue with this. They were torturing children. I am fine with killing them. I have set the timer for five minutes. Okay, let's let's hustle. You can you can hustle out. So this is either going to have to be an athletics or stealth to sneak back out. You are carrying two kids, so that will out of black. Ooh, uh, yeah, I'll do stealth. I at least have a rank. Okay, and sorry, how many purple will that be for stealth? Uh, this will be a three purple and a black stealth. Uh oh, what do we have for destiny? You have three. Three. I'll flip one. Oh my god, two success, one advantage? Uh, I got a total wash. You want to use that advantage to help me out here? Zam, as you guys are escaping, another one of these aliens uh, enters the room behind you and sees the scientists on the ground and then looks and sees you guys escaping. And it shouts something at you. And these, but these maintenance bugs that were doing things, they start dropping from the ceiling, and this scientist, he catches one, and he throws it at you guys. He misses, but it impacts the wall, and it begins just, like, chewing into it as it spins with its razor shell. Oh, let's run! Let's fucking go! That's scary. Agreed. Khajiit, since you got that advantage, uh, you can, if you want to try shooting him, you can. Yeah. Two? Uh, yeah. Anyways, this one's three success, three advantage. Uh, do you want to crit him? Nineteen. Uh, distracted, he cannot perform a free maneuver during his next turn. So you're that you're able to provide covering fire. But as you guys run out, and and Sug, you are the first to hear this. The asteroids they start whistling like a tea kettle almost, and because of the fleshy nature of the insides of these asteroids. It also has uh, the qualities of a human scream, but uh, the alarm has been triggered, and Zam, Khajiit, 
you can hear uh, thuds of footsteps behind you as you run out with these kids. Hey, uh, buddy, what was the what was the radius on those bombs? When's it gonna be safe for them to go off? Uh, well, they will go off in five minutes, but uh, there is also a manual trigger. I would have to go back and hit it manually. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. Let's just keep going. You can reach the exit, but these guys are gonna be coming after you as you uh, as you book it, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, are, are the guards that we're fighting with, uh, Sug and Ant, are they running back towards the ship? Um, no, they're fucking dead. You can see that Ant is carrying one on oh, his back. Oh, all of them are. Uh, well, the ones that were investigating the grenade, uh, they, uh, are alerted by the alarm and they start running over to where you guys are. Okay. Are they, they aren't in the same direction as Sug and Ant though, right? No, Sug and Ant, okay. uh, you guys can have come come around to where the door is and meet up with the others. We're here. We have yeah. a dead guy. Cool. We have live <laughs> children. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That sound that sounds unfortunate. <laughs> live children is unfortunate. Mm. <laughs> ah, but to all have dead guys. We need to get away from the ship real fast. We try to run back up the the valley. Um, you can. This isn't a clearing if you want to call for help. Oh, shit. We, oh, yeah, because we can just summon the ship. Summon the ship? I summon the ship? Uh, when when did you summon the ship, I guess, is the question. Because if you're summoning it now, you can, or if you want to use a destiny point to have summoned it earlier. Yeah. Yeah, please. So when when did you uh, when did you summon the ship? Once he uh, was like, we have five minutes? Yeah. When I saw him planting the bombs, yeah. Yeah, so you can, you can see running out, uh, not only are these alien uh, soldiers coming after you, but you can see the vermilion vulture cresting above the tree line. And you can hear uh, Pumpkin over the comm uh, asking, shoot, shoot. <laughs> shoot, shoot, Pumpkin. Shoot, shoot. And the, uh, the guns on the, on the bottom turret. Well, actually, it would be the top turret, I think, is where your gunnery droid brain is. So you can see the vulture, like, do this, like, barrel roll so that the top turret is facing the ground. And it starts blasting at this structure. Uh, you guys find it a little bit hard to run as as these blasts start impacting on the surface of the structure, these pustules on the outside start uh, generating uh, singularities that suck the bolts in, and they start dragging you towards them as well. Uh, no more shoot, shoot. No shoot, shoot, pumpkin. Stop, stop. Stop, stop. It, it stops and uh, rights itself and begins landing and the black holes dissipate. Uh, why don't you guys uh, give me an athletics to run back to the ship? Ugh. What kind of athletics? It'll just be a two purple. Anybody who's carrying either a child or a corpse will have to add a black. I'm not holding a damn person and I still got a failure and a threat. Oh, I got two failure, but two advantage. Would... Would I be able to technically use my maneuver for another die? Yes. Yeah. And I got two success. Uh, three success, one advantage, three light side, and a dark side, uh, which I will use the lights, uh, more advantages. If you want to try and help Gajit and Zam to get back to the ship, you can. You can start punching and kicking these soldiers and slicing them uh, with your shield and your vibro-knucklers allowing Gajit and Zam to get back to the ship. Sug, uh, you can get back there pretty quick and uh, do all the pre-flight checks and get it ready to get into the air. And even uh, the captain of the ship is helping you as well. And you notice he pulls out his pistol and his pistol doesn't fire blaster bolts. It almost seems like it fires this like 
particleized railgun trail that slams into these soldiers and knocks some of them down, but uh, doesn't penetrate their armor. Uh, eventually, though, you guys are able to make it back to the ship, and you can jump on uh, these soldiers. They do start, like, climbing on as you run back up the ramp, but uh, they aren't able to get inside. Let's blast I give them off! The fing- I give them the finger as we're going away. You can blast off, uh, and the engine wash fries some of these soldiers, the ones that are clinging on, fall off as you rocket into the sky. Excellent. Can we go back to that, uh, the listening post? You can, you can head back to the listening post. Uh, in the main hold, uh, Danny is sitting on, like, the little round couch, like, in a, in, like with, sitting with her knees pulled up to her chest, and she's just, like, shaking. Her eyes are bugged out, unblinking. I'll go talk to her. Hey, Danny. Danny, are you okay? <laughs> Danny, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Danny? Uh, they they weren't friendly, were they? Nope, nope. Um, that was uh why we did the experiment first to see if they tried to attack us when BT said hello. That's why we all started to run away when uh they were trying to attack us when BT said hello. They um. They weren't friendly. I, I, it was your first time encountering them. This was anyone's first time encountering them. This is, this is, this, this went all, this is like the worst case scenario for extra galactic first contact. And, and, and I fucked it up. No. Okay. Danny, Danny, Danny. It's okay. It's okay. You just said it's, it's the first time that anyone's done this. Why, why would anyone expect you to have done it perfectly the first time that anyone's ever done it? Because we just got out of a Star War, and if there's more of these things, and it's going to start another one because of me. Oh, I, buddy, trust me. Danny, you're not important enough to start a war over. I mean, I was going to say that. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do mean this in the kindest way possible. But You're rubbing off on me. This, that was one ship. Bombs were set. They're all going to be dead soon. Any actions that we took here are not important enough to have started a Star War. And again, they did initiate combat. They started it. So if anyone is going to start a Star War, it's really them, isn't it? They're the ones who fired the first shots. They drew first blood. They drew first blood. I don't want another Star War. No one wants another Star War. No one here is saying, oh boy. But if there is one, it won't be your fault. Yes. Nailed it. You, you've, look, things happened here, mistakes were made, but now it means that we can learn from that and, you know, do better in the future for the next first contact. And hey, you were, you, you saw a new species of people that no one had ever seen before. You did that, Danny. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess I did. Um, I just, I just wish things had gone better. You get used to that feeling after a while. There's only so much you can do at the end of the day, though, buddy. I go up and whisper to you, you do? I never have, (laughs) not yet. Aunt Sweetie, don't, isn't there something that needs attention around here? Are you trying to help? Is there, your vibro knucklers were looking awful dirty in that last fight. Maybe you should be, like, cleaning those. I'm not a gun nut. (laughs) Yeah, I know, you're a knuck nut. You're nutty for knucklers. <laughs> but the the point is, Danny, sometimes things aren't going to go the way that we want them to. But you can't blame yourself for that. You All you can do is try to learn and move on. Learn. Yeah. 
And we got this body, you can learn something from that, right? Yeah, maybe maybe the collective could take a look at him, see if they can figure anything out. Yeah, I mean, the collective's pretty far-reaching. Maybe someone's seen these guys before. Yeah, do you, do you mind if I if we keep the body here? Um, guys, did we need this body for anything? Did we only have two? Did we have one or two? Uh, well, Ant could easily carry one. I don't know if Sug was carrying the other one. No. Yeah, so th- you you'd have just had the one. Well, um, you, share your research? you should let us know how it goes. Yeah, and yeah, I'll let you know anything I find out. Good. That means we don't have to dissect the corpse ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Do we have scientists? I mean, we probably would at uh, one oh. of the bases. You have truckers. <laughs> Send it to Utani Labs. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's fine if you want to keep it. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah, loop. Keep us in the loop on whatever you find out. All right. I I will. Thank you. And, uh, Captain, we're going to get your men. Do we need to do anything for your cargo or is it just going to, it's going to be fine with, uh, just getting the people out alive? Uh, well, we were supposed to take it to Telos and we are a couple of days behind schedule. You mentioned that you might have a ship that would be able to help us. Uh, yeah, we can call one of another ship in our fleet down here to, um, help haul it out. It might be faster than getting another vessel all the way from the Ascendancy and... I'll remember to put a good word in for you when I get back. Uh, we'd appreciate that. We're always looking to uh, open up some new contacts. As much as my word is worth. Uh, not as much as some of the others, but I know people. When you say some of the others, do you mean you're like others on your crew? Well, I'm I'm the captain, but uh, seeing as I am still a human, uh, I don't hold as much rank as some other captains might. But I'll do what I can. That's greatly appreciated. Yeah, can we, uh, can we put in a request for one of our... Are bigger ships to come and retrieve this cargo? You can. Uh, you can hang out at the science station uh, until it arrives. And uh, the other chests, they get back on their feet and the girls kind of get back on their feet and they're, they go and they watch Stargoyles with the rest of the <laughs> scientists. <laughs> Hell yeah. And when your uh, freighter arrives, uh Everything can get loaded up. Uh, if you ask, they would have seen some uh, withered-looking rock ruins uh, nearby, but there are no. There have been no other signs of any of these aliens surviving. That's probably for the best. Well, at least we took out some. Hopefully, there's no more in the galaxy. Hopefully, that <laughs> was all of them. We got them we all. Did it. We did it again. I will transform out of being one of them and back into normal sub mode now. We've cured colonialism. On the bright side, now that we are, you know, kind of more in contact with the Chiss and you got those cool organic bombs, that means that maybe we can develop some sort of weapon that actually works against them. Huh? Sonar. Sound. That would be uh, potentially very useful if there are more of these things out there. Yeah. But if I'm to tell them who hated us, uh, what name should I give them? Uh, should we just give them our real names? It's, uh, yeah, pressures. sure. Like, the nobody's after us anymore, are they? It's, I, I don't they think so, yeah. yeah. Nobody in, like, the First Order anyways. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, uh, fuck it. Um, well, it's, uh, we're, we're CERN shipping. I'm, uh, Zam Norik. Everyone, introduce yourselves. Gajiru! Hi. Sugnoma. Yes. Yes. That's Ant. Sorry, I was nodding. (laughs) You were (laughs) nodding on the audio podcast. You couldn't hear it. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm the the captain of our vessel, and kind of we're co-owners of the shipping company, so we're your people. 
and he uh, snaps to military attention, and he salutes you, and he says, uh, Captain Jagged Fell, at your service. Salute him back. Damn, do we not get his name this entire time? No. There is more important things to do. Yeah, salute him back. Just, it's a pleasure to, um, I guess, finally meet you, Captain Fell. Hopefully we'll be able to work together again in the future. I'm looking forward to it, but I uh, must depart. I have a delivery to make. Understood. Good luck out there. And he uh, returns to the the ship to see through this delivery. And uh, you guys, I guess, can go back to Odessan with uh, some new knowledge in your heads that even though their uh, the problems of the galaxy have been fixed, that perhaps there are problems from outside the galaxy you may have to worry about next time on Star Wars Empire Wreckers. This week's episode is brought to you by our top patrons, Jeffrey Zamudo, Joshua Winter, Laser, Suki Nintendo, and Vaginator. 